Bill Squire, who's right over there. What's up, dorks? I didn't get the tire joke. Your face on the tire? Squire on a tire. <laughs> How did I not get that? I don't know. I'm going Bill on a radial. Uh... <laughs> Someone else said Beal on a wheel. <laughs> Somebody tweeted out, if you're tired of Elf in the Shelf, and they put a picture of Bill's head on a wheel, and I'm going, on a tire. Oh. I'm going... Bill on a... I'm a moron. Squire on a tire. I, I go away for a couple of days. This is what happens. Squire on a tire. How, I literally guessed everything but that. If you want to see the infamous infamous uh, Squire on a tire picture, it's at Bill Squire on Instagram. Yeah. Hey, Erica Lauren's here, too. Hey, pageant wave, everybody. Nice to be back. And we thought Poundcake was going to be late getting back from his vacation, but he strides in at 2.33. Don't thank me. Thank the airplane pilot. Ready to rock. Did you guys make good time? We left early. I think they were. I think it may have been the, their last flight of the day or something. But the flight attendant was not having it, and she closed the doors like at twelve ten, which our <laughs> plane wasn't even supposed to leave at till two thirty. So we got into. We rolled into Cleveland at like one thirty. You Wait. mean twelve thirty? Twelve thirty. You said two thirty. Oh yeah. yeah. I was gonna say that's a that's a really early flight. <laughs> yeah, they closed the doors at twelve ten. I was gonna say that stewardess was really not having it. <laughs> yeah. Ma'am, the flight doesn't leave for another two hours. I don't care. I'm shutting this door right now. <laughs> yeah. Not one more of you gaycation bastards is getting on this flight. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, we got a lot of ground to cover because we were gone for a few yeah. days. So many things have happened. So many things have <laughs> Our happened. Lives have changed. So many things. I met Bernie Kosar. I saw that I too. You never met cool. Bernie Kosar? I never, never met him. him. No. Wow. I mean, I haven't either, but I, you've been here a lot longer than I have. So I have I a met, couple of occasions. I met him and uh, got to hang out with him because I was with the, uh, Mike Polk at the Roxino, and thanks to everybody that came out. Oh, is and he at Kosar's? He was just hanging out because he is friends with Tony Rizzo, who was hosting the show on Saturday. So like they were just all hanging out in the green room, and we just hung out for a couple hours, just me and. Uh, the first you and football player that I ever knew the name of. Right. And pretty, he was pretty cool. He was another real young guy at the time, right? Yeah. When, when everybody's talking about how young Deshaun Kaiser is, they were like, uh, uh, Bernie Kosar was 21 years old, I think, back. I mean, Right. When he got started, yeah. Right. 
At some point, Bernie Kosar was 21 yes. years old. I was also 21 at one point. I just I hadn't done too. anything with my life. Yeah, today. right, exactly. I'm 46 and I still haven't done anything with my life. <laughs> um, anyway, if you'd like to join us, uh, please do. Uh, 216-578-1007 or 800-348-1007. Uh, you can text me. That number is 35192. And uh, com for... Uh, all kinds of other information. I'll have the details for you shortly on our third and final Alan Cox Show bar crawl. I forget there is another one. We have locked that down. <laughs> yep. It's a couple of weeks away. Be our last one for the trying to squeeze every little last bit out of uh, summertime. Now that we're, I guess we're a couple of days away from the official beginning of fall, but. It's supposed to be 80s all week, though. Yeah, whatever. Who? Oh, we had a beautiful weekend in Detroit. We, uh. You know, last week, uh, last Wednesday was my anniversary, and then we had to go out of town that Friday and Saturday uh, for some dear friends of ours getting married in Detroit. And I thought, well, I'm not going to take, because I was going to take my anniversary off so I could hang out with my wife. I'm like, well, I'm not going to take Wednesday off and then come back and do the show Thursday and then go back up Friday. So I'm like, I'll just take those three days off. So did the anniversary thing on Wednesday and uh, and this wedding in Detroit on Friday. The weather was beautiful. I I know people are asking. I looked amazing. Uh, my wife uh, even more so. But it was one of the stranger weddings I've been to in that easily uh, the most attractive group of people I think I've seen at a wedding in one spot. Mm. Our friend and her husband... I mean, sure, we were all there. You know, our entire group of friends weren't there, but there were a lot of us who had come in for this wedding from all over the place. And so, of course, we're there, Bill. So we're going to up the hotness quotient to a certain degree. Okay. But our our friend, who is the bride, she uh, spent some time as a kid in Rocky River. So there were a lot of these Ohio people from this area, you know, out there, too. Very attractive people, like sorority sisters and things like that, right? So good-looking people. But it was very traditional. I don't think I'd gone to a church wedding in a long time. Catholic wedding, full mass. So you're up and down, you know? For a long time, I I went to church so infrequently, but I would still kind of try to do the moves. Sure. Take the communion. Yeah. You do the, you know, peace be with you and all that crap. But they've changed a lot of the script over the years, so I don't even know what's going on anymore. So this is the first time I could remember in a long time where I'm like, you know what? Not even going to pretend. I'm here, hmm. you know, nice. But the priest, they, it was a very traditional wedding. They got all the all the traditional music, uh, very nice church. Everybody's dressed of the nines, whatever. Priest, youngish dude, mid fifties, mm-hmm. probably young he, for a priest. Young for a priest. But he would do this thing. A lot of times they're preaching to you without really addressing the the couple, the people that are getting married or whatever. But this guy was kind of walking around. He's kind of working the room a little bit, oh, doing some crowd well. work. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I was, I was, I was uh, enthralled in what he was saying because it was very uh, conversational. No fire and brimstone. Not like better hope you two never get divorced. Maybe that it's a little stuff. lighter for a wedding. You know. Well, here's the thing. I think because he knew them. Here's the backstory. Our friend uh, Colleen was the bride, and then her husband, uh, Eric. They met in the first grade. Okay, and then. Years and years and years later, like reconnected as adults, started. Oh, they, they weren't together no, since first grade. <laughs> no. no, but her mom, you know, the, the, for the barbecue the next day at the house or whatever, they had all these photos around. Obviously, one of them was their first grade yearbook, where they're in there. I'm like, I don't have a yearbook in my first first grade yearbook. We had like a class picture. We didn't have a yearbook. Yeah, I think we just had a class photo. Right, and weirdly enough, first grade back then. I know my friends are all my wife's age, so they're younger, but. Uh, even in the first grade, then your book quote yellow. 
<laughs> so I think this priest knew them like their whole lives. Oh. And so when they, you know, a lot of times you'll go to a wedding and the priest will have met them half an hour before. Like if you've ever gone to a funeral, you can tell if it's a, if it's a religious funeral or whatever, you can tell when the clergy person doesn't really know the dead guy oh, sure. or girl. So they're like, oh, he was loved by his family. You know, just real vague type yeah. stuff or whatever. But You know it's the ultimate poser move if you haven't been to Catholic Church in a while? You go up to take communion, and instead of holding out your hands, you just open your mouth and stick your tongue out because that's like what the OG Catholic people do. They just let the priest set the host yeah, on their on, tongue. On the tongue. Well, I wasn't even going to go. So we're sitting there, and I look at Gwen. I go, are you going to go up for communion? So I go, I don't think I can go. Because, you know, if you're if you're a practicing Catholic, you're not supposed to take communion unless you've taken the Sacrament of Reconciliation, right? You're yes. not supposed to go unless you've recently been to confession. Right. I don't think I've been to confession since I was 22 years old. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't think I'm going to go up. But were you do, hungry? We should do uh, some confessions. If you're hungry, accept the snack. I mean, it's it free wafer. Well, it wasn't even that. I was like, you know, I, and she goes, yeah, I, I'm going to go up, I think. And I go, oh, okay. And then I'm thinking about it. I go, yeah, what do I care? I don't care. Well, like why, Like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to do the thing anymore, so why am I even worried about going up? Yeah. And for Catholics, they know this. When you're taking communion, there are two ways that they'll come at you. You'll either get the host, nice round body of Christ, or you'll get the shard, which is broken off pieces of the larger communion yes, host, right? right? Mm-hmm. We got the shards. Oh. And then you make a beeline for the wine, because you're like, well, I'll get some of that while I'm here. It's, sure. it's two steps away, right? Go back there. Save the flavor. Right. So everything's going great at this wedding. Relatively short for it being the full mass, right? But then at the end, when he's ready to announce to everyone, he's doing his kind of final hoo-ha or whatever, and he's getting ready to announce, he says, now, these two people, obviously, they're not going to make anything happen unless they have the support of their family and friends, right? This is on all of you. So please, everyone, raise a hand to the couple in prayer. And I go, I immediately go, this is not good. (laughs) I object! No, 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 a thousand Zig Heils went up, because everybody's putting their hand towards the couple. Oh, no. And I go, oh, I wish I could take a picture of this. (laughs) So I go, I'm just, so I literally. How many white people? Oh, all white. Yeah. All white. So I'm like, the oh, power no. of white compels you, and, there, and there's a lot of old family, and, you know. So friends of mine in front start doing it. I go, I'm like, don't keep your elbow like nipple high, and then just kind of, I'm like, I'm not masked that. Yes, I'm not going for the full sig heil. Why were they doing it that way? Not like a like a hand straight up. Why were they doing it toward the couple? Toward the couple. Extend your hand in prayer over the couple. But, say, so extend could, both hands. Well, yeah, I feel like it should be, you know, the, the, with the prayer hands, which is extended forward. Well, it's not like, so it looks like you're thing. diving. It's not like I've never seen this before. I mean, I, you know, but I'm like, <laughs> say, this uh, is left not arms. something. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing the, the full, you know. <laughs> All I need is to, I don't know, whatever. So, <laughs> so it was a very nice wedding oh, and the... And the uh, reception was very nice, and you know nobody drank too much, and uh, no one drank too much. Well, that I doesn't sound that fun. Think anybody around? I don't think anybody <laughs> around us got you know too. But I mean, but really attractive wedding guys. I mean, you know, I mean even our wedding bill. You know, we had a few uggos there. Um, <laughs> so you know the whole group very very attractive. <laughs> I'll tell James Birch. <laughs> Not all his fault. If you drink to kill the pain, I like to drink my problems away. Better grab a cold one. The Alan Cox Show is back on 100.7 WMMS. Do a bit of drinking tomorrow. We're going to be live at uh, Platform Brewing there in Ohio City. 
They're getting ready to release the uh, Buzzard Brew. So we'll do the show live there right on Lorraine tomorrow from 3 to 7. We'll have all of the details for you on how you'll be able to get that. Uh, it's going to be readily available everywhere. Saturday is their Walworth Run, which we've been giving away some passes for. Uh, but we'll give you all the details on that. Um, if you follow Platform on social media, you've seen them tweeting out some photos. I think we've probably retweeted them as well. Uh, they'll be pre-releasing some of the cans of the Buzzard Brew into Giant Eagle and Heinen's and some local places. So tomorrow, uh, we'll be doing this show over there in Ohio City, my old hood, uh, over at Platform Brewery. Uh, we'll be over in the tasting room. So I think the brewery's a couple blocks down. Uh, but come by, and um, we'll try some of it, and we'll have a hoot and a holler. Tough day at work tomorrow. Got to go hang out at a brewery. Super bummed. So brutal. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyway. And we'll be giving you all the details tomorrow as to how you can get uh, your very own uh, cans and whatever else. I'm excited to Me try too. Me too. And the cans se- themselves look amazing. Yeah, they look awesome. They celebrate, of course, it's a collab with them because we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the buzzard. Of the iconic crazy. buzzard. Known around the world as the WMMS mascot. Of course, now it's pound cake. But for many, many, <laughs> many years, it was it. the uh, the uh, buzzard. Uh, so, yeah, tomorrow we will be live. If you're uh, out around that way, we'll be live over at Platform Brewing uh, Tasting Room there. Um, what is it? Like Lorraine and 41st. Yeah. Right yeah. around there. Next door to one of my favorite restaurants, Plum Cafe. In uh, Ohio City. So we'll see there. Now, on the 29th of this month, which by my math would be one week from this Friday, we will do our third and final Alan Cox Show Bar Crawl of 2017. Um, we will do it at Cam's Corners. We haven't gone back there in a while. Ooh. So go back to the mighty Cam's like Corners. I don't think I've ever been there. My old hood. That is your old hood. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we'll hit uh, four bars in four hours. We'll start at Public House at 8 o'clock. We'll go to West Park Station. We'll go to Backstage, and we'll go to PJ McIntyre's. So if you've joined us, uh, joined us for the other bar crawls or haven't made it out to one yet, uh, we'd love to see you here. It's going to be the last one, the 29th of this month. So one week from this Friday, uh, we'll be out of Cam's Corners. And we always have lanyards for like the first couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. So you, it's a souvenir. Yeah, souvenir. And, uh, you know, the drunker you get, that way you can look down and figure out where you're going next. <laughs> Just follow everybody. Uh, so those are the details. And uh, we'll have the... It's all brought to you by Modelo Espacial. Mm. So thank you to them. Um, it's going to be a very beer-heavy couple of weeks. It's going to be a beer-heavy couple of weeks. Not mad at it. No, that's I'll all right. find some way to cope. <laughs> Maybe with the beer. That's right. I'm um, going through some texts. What did somebody send Alan or Bill or Eric and Pound Cake going to that wedding they got invited to? I don't know what they're talking about. Did you guys get invited to a, wedding? to a wedding? There, we did go to one wedding. There was another one. We were going to try Rona Cruise, yeah, but that, I mean, we were yeah. lit. So I wasn't about to like ruin someone's wedding by like showing up hammered. So yeah. I didn't. we didn't do that. Oh, okay. Sorry. We did all see Book of Mormon last yes. week, which was incredible. Oh my How god! Was that? You guys yeah. all saw Book of Mormon? Yes, it's yeah. great, yeah. isn't it? It's hilarious. I I didn't I knew that it was basically making fun of the Mormon religion. Mm-hmm. I I didn't know it was as raunchy 
as it was. Oh, yeah. It's very... I mean, it's the South Park guys. I didn't know it was the South Park guys either. I just knew it was a popular musical. That's the only, like, preconceived notion I had. And the whole time I'm sitting there with Pound Cake, he is just drooling over the whole cast because it's all a bunch of dudes. And um, there's, like, three girls in the whole thing. And all I could think of was Bill. How he must feel some kind of, like, PTSD, like, watching it. Or maybe a pang of regret. I that he no so. longer <laughs> that he no longer gets to go on missions. But how close how close is that to pretty much what you had to do? I mean, the mission stuff they they do some stuff so it works better as a play. Like you don't have the same companion the whole time. Oh, okay. You do do like the missionary training center, but you're there for I think I was there for like six weeks. So women weeks. don't go on missions. Women do, but they aren't. It's not as important for women to go as it is for men. For men, it is like you. Have, have to, to go. go. Like, if you All don't right. go, it's like you're shaming the family. With women, they're like, yeah, if you want to go, that's fine. But if you want to go, but you know, yeah, we... Uh, get married and get pregnant. Right. <laughs> Stay in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty progressive religion. Yeah. It was a really good production. We had a great time. It's great, and the, the songs are hilarious. And the one thing that hit home with me the most that I don't even know if I even realized it until this is the, the Switch It Off song or, like, Turn It Off, where, like, something bad happens. You just go, nah, no big deal. I'm just going to keep on going and smiling. And I was like, wow, that is everyone in my family and, and me. Like, when bad things happen, we just go, oh, we're fine. We don't, th- we just push it down. <laughs> yeah, well, like one of the main people it. do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's one, you know, that's not a bad way to deal with things. Yeah, what, like, I think it's a terrible way. No, you just go, ah, whatever. Think, uh, you know, I thought of you during them. that, too. Ah, move on. Yeah, yeah you that's how that? you deal yeah. with them. Yeah, I thought of you during that part because I'm like, that's a very Bill thing. Like, I, I, I don't know. You, that's your, your personality. If there's something bothering you, you just kind of want to be over it and act like everything's fine. So, um, but yeah, they're like, yeah, I have gay feelings. Switch it <laughs> off like a light switch, you know. We had great seats too. Like they hooked us up. I think we we're probably yeah. like four rows back. So we got a view of everything. Like we had never I, done the press night before. Like I had right. never gotten the press invite email, and so I was, I was like, "Hey, Cody, let's like go check it out." And we didn't know what to expect, but we couldn't hang. But neither of us could hang because we were both like, "What? Us? <laughs> Fifth row, center? There's all these other media people by us, like just chilling. Like, yeah, it's another day in the books, whatever." And the two of us are like little schoolgirls, excited about. We're taking pictures and video of everything, and um, we were very delighted to. But be not there. during the actual play, just no. Just <laughs> while we were sitting down, we couldn't yeah. believe how close We're we were taking selfies. Mm-hmm. So we were taking selfies of like us with the stage in the background. God, and... you guys are such rubes. Oh, what's I was, going on? I admit, I I normally like give him a hard time. Like, hey, you got to be able to like fake it till you make it. But you've like, been to like play you're supposed House to be Square there. before. I have, but it was a big like production, and I was very excited to see like a real Broadway musical there. And you've never see seen a musical at Playhouse Square. I'm not. No, I've only gone to the comedy shows there. Really? Yeah. Wow. And the Charlie Sheen, whatever the hell that was, tour. Bill's Joe Theater over here, I thought for sure. You would have seen some more, you know, the orchestra. Yeah. But I would like to go to more. So So would I. If they want to get us. Musical squad. Yeah, I'm all with that. And uh, Wicked's coming. Yes, I would Wicked's love to see that. Wicked's great, too. I'd like to see that. Yep. I'm not a big musical theater guy, but Book of Mormon and Wicked are phenomenal oh. productions. Yeah, if you're not a big musical theater, well, you missed it now, because I think it was only a limited one-week run, but you might be able to catch it when you come back. But if you're not a musical person, you need to go see Book of Mormon, because is, it's it's hilarious. Did Hamilton already come, or is that coming no, another time? it's coming like, like next year. Next year? Yeah. 
But that's uh, probably I don't care about like Hamilton at all. I will protest Hamilton. I just want to see that's it. That's how much I don't care about Hamilton. My mom said if I can get us tickets to Hamilton, then she will fly out to come see it again because she already saw it oh, once. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like history, but rap. <laughs> oh, it sounds God. cool. Oh, it sounds lame. <laughs> I like any angle lame. for a musical, you know? Oh. Like, God. Book of Mormon. It's like the South Park guys doing a joke about Mormonism. Like I, I love right, that. But that's the South Park guys. So you know that going in, it's going to be like that. Hamilton. It's like, listen, we know that this source material is so ungodly boring. You will hang yourself before the two and a half hours is up. So we're going to wrap all of it to you to get you to pay attention. <laughs> I don't know who pitched that, but again, wildly successful, no doubt. But, yeah. Oh my God, Hamilton. Yeah. Wow. See, but I want to see it before I judge it. Because what if it's Why? great? Because you what know what it great? is. It won't be. But what if it is? No, it won't What be. if I go in and I see it and I really enjoy it? Somebody gave you the elevator pitch. It's like I just said. It's history, but rapping about it. You I understand go, that. Uh, I understand uh, that. But I'm intrigued. I think I'll give, as far as musicals go, because I'll you give see anything the, a fair shake. But in Cleveland, you get the scabs. You're not getting Lin-Manuel Moran. You're getting the traveling group. I feel like it'll be less douchey then. You're getting the touring company. <laughs> yeah, they're trying harder because they're trying to make a name for themselves. Like I watched some of the videos after this, after seeing like the, the touring cast, and then I went and watched like Josh Gad and the guy from Girls that were like the original cast. Yeah. And I thought the guys, because I didn't know who they were, were better. Like yeah. they were they were great because they were those characters. Yeah. Yeah, certainly like even though it's like the scabs, I guess you would say, because it's Cleveland, whatever, I really didn't feel it's that like, at all. Well, I just mean it's a, it's a touring company. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but, but I great. didn't yeah. They're very I mean, good. I didn't, and Pound Cake was in love with every single cast member, so, I mean, I wasn't left wanting more at all. I don't even know, I didn't even know Josh Gad played it. Like, I just... He was, like, the original. Yeah. But I want, like, I watched some videos of him doing the character, and he was just a little bit more corny about it, whereas the guy that played it here was really, like, I believed him as that character. Mm Mm-hmm. But I've also seen Josh Gad in a lot of other things, so I know who he actually is. Did you guys stand up at the end and give it a rousing standing ovation? Oh, standing ovation all the way. Were the three of you sitting together? No, we I went, went the night before. Nights. Oh, you went the night before. Because I had bought tickets and then found out that Erica was going. And then I could have gone with them the next night, but took my girlfriend on a date. How did that go? We, we went on a date. What did you guys nice. do? We, we left the show and then went and saw the mo- the, the play. We didn't have a, enough time to go do anything else. Went out afterwards. I wined and dined, Cody. Wait, the Book of Mormon was the date? Book of Mormon was the date. Oh. Because we didn't have time for dinner. I thought you said you couldn't go with these guys because you had a date. Yeah, we had a date to go see Book of Mormon because I had already bought the tickets. The night before these guys. Yeah. Yeah. He bought tickets not knowing that we would get a press invitation to go. Right. So he didn't want to ditch his girlfriend because they were only only able to accommodate one more ticket. So it would only have been the three of us able to go. I see. So, there's only, there's only so much press the they wanted the press viewing. Well, I th- it was just the time. It was, it was the, the timing. timing. There yeah. were already so many tickets. There a lot, so many tickets. We uh, we're full of press. I'm sorry. <laughs> Too much press. press. I did it's recognize press, some people around us, but like I don't know what it is. There's certain like media people in this town that like try to act like they don't know who you are. I'm like I know you know who I am because I know who you are. <laughs> oh, I don't know anybody. I would be that person be like, I don't know but who you But I don't are. know that many people, and if I know who you are, I'm positive you know who I am. You mean like TV people? No, it was radio people. How do you know radio people? Because, uh, you know, you work rib cook-offs together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and... I don't do that stuff. <laughs> but I just, 
like I understand I work for a competitive co- a, a, a competitor, um, but like you can still pretend I exist. That's why? a possibility. Yeah, why do you why care? Do you care? I don't care. Some putts from another station that nobody listens to knows who you are. You're sitting next to someone you know, and then you're like, "Hello," and they're like, they act like you've never, they've never seen you before. Maybe they don't know who you are. Maybe they forget who you are. How do you know? Because I've worked with them before. So what? Maybe you're not that memorable. Put them on blast. I'm not going to put anyone (laughs) on blast. Put them on blast. Down the row. Who have you? Write it down. Write it down on your your. Oh, oh, who have you worked with who didn't know who you were? You you keep seeing Tanchek and he still doesn't know who you are. <laughs> like I, I was really hoping she was writing down. Maybe I just uh, have a very forgettable face. I don't know who that is. Who? I don't know who that is. What? No? I still don't. I, I don't, don't know, know what that, that is. is. Yeah. Oh well. The Jeff Show. Great, I, I don't know who, who is that. Who's the Jeff Show? Uh, it's on uh, a competitive station that starts with a Q. Okay. But maybe they didn't know who you were. I think he does, because I'm, I'm pretty sure we worked an event together. Is his name Jeff Show? No. Uh, I don't know what his last name is. <laughs> Just like your last name, Show? Yeah. Uh, yeah but show? I was like, I don't know. Whenever I go to these events and like there are other media people there, my inclination is to say hello and to chit-chat and see like how they're doing, how but things you, are going for them. You knew him because you did a rib cook-off with him? I can't remember if it was a rib cook-off or it was like a animal. How long ago? Event um, a year ago maybe. Stop looking to me like I wrote. But I don't no, know. I, I, no, but it why? Could, it could have been as simple as he just didn't see you. He could have not seen. Maybe you, you looked. He was different. down the road. That's possible. Maybe you looked different. Where you were all gussied up. Not, I looked. I mean, but you change your hair every six months, so maybe yeah, he didn't didn't my hair has been this for like two years. Uh, at least before that, it was blonde and it was pink and, and it he was had purple. The but I didn't know him then. Did you say? Okay, so, did you say hi to him? Well, I kind of like no. waved. I kind of like waved down the row, and I, maybe he didn't see me waving oh, down oh. the row. I thought you meant oh, so like it right next, next to you. As we were all, wait, okay, he wasn't right next to me, but as we're all like sitting down, um, there was still like a whole like empty space. So like there, it wasn't like there were people in the way. So I did one of those things where I waved. And he didn't wave back or like acknowledge my existence, so I just did the like put your hand back down, <laughs> uh-huh. and it was really uncomfortable. I like him. So That's I was just funny. like, oh, hey. He probably did see you, and he's like, watch me embarrass Erica Lauren. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't remember me. But it or... wouldn't embarrass you. Like, what do you care if yeah, some dude who... You know what it is? I just like to be... I like to be... Around like-minded individuals. A part of the community. You know? Like, hey, we're all in the radio biz. <laughs> yeah, you that's know? not exactly I tried that one time. When I first came to town, I did some charity thing, and Michael Stanley was there. Yeah. And I walked up and introduced myself to the guy, and he looked at me like I came off his shoe, and I'm like... <laughs> Sorry, Cleveland's Donnie Iris. Didn't mean to get in your face. <laughs> there are Figured some, I'd say hi. There are some people like that. I'm just not that way. I like to meet different people and uh, like TV people and radio people. Cause yeah. No, it's fine. But if like, have some camaraderie. But I would never assume that they remembered me or or saw yeah, me in a... I'm going to stop doing that. I'm just going to assume yeah, no should. one knows who I am all the time and then I'll never be let down. <laughs> you keep getting the like, tan check on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I'm trying to like finger gun all these people and oh, they're not God. having it. That same day, and you're at 19 now, and he still yeah. doesn't say anything to you. That same day, uh, you, you've gotten more play from his cardboard cutout than you have from him. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, man. His, card- his cardboard cutout smiles at me more than he does. That's right. It, it must be you because that same day, I went to the Indians game, and it was that noon game. Yeah. And Christy Capel was sitting right behind me, and uh, she introduced me to her husband, her babies, and invited me over to barbecue, and we're gonna just you know be best friends. Oh, now. did so, she? Yeah. 
Yeah, sounds yeah. about right. Meanwhile, I'm getting recognized by bureau chiefs in South Carolina just walking the beach. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so Poundcake, he had his vacation in Charleston. And yeah. so he posts a photo. He goes, hey, here's one of our bureau chiefs. Did you do like a tweet up or you just ran no. across this dude? Uh, well, I, I met three of them, actually. Um, there was a woman that messaged me on Instagram. She she slid in my DMs and she's like, hey, I heard you're going to Charleston. She was like, I live in Charleston. Um, so... Let me know where you are. She was like, I would like, let me know where you go out to. I would love to buy you a shot. I'm like, uh, okay, well, when we go out, I don't know exactly. I don't know the bars or anything like that. So I'll keep you updated. And then I found out where we were going. And I'm like, hey, if you come to Folly Island, that's where like the bar district is on, I guess, on uh, the east side of the island, I guess. Um, so I'm like, okay, we're there. And she came. She, she came and brought her husband, who also listens to the show. So it was Joe and Christine. So they came and we took a shot and we took a picture. That's on my Instagram on Radio Cody B. If you want to see wow, it, wow, look at and, that. And then, hey, if you want to see a stranger in South Carolina, yeah, go, check go that to his out. Twitter feed. Go mm-hmm. check that out. But then the next, me on a beach with somebody you're completely unfamiliar with. That, that was at so the bar. Cool. But then, uh, uh, randomly on the beach the next day, we're walking the beach and uh, we're having some drinks and chilling with my friends that we came down to visit. Um, just randomly walking. Uh, out of nowhere, this guy, I didn't even see him. He comes out of nowhere. He just fist bumps me. He's like, hate the show, man. And I'm like, looking at my friends, like, are, are you serious? Like, he's like, yeah, I'm your uh, Hilton Head bureau chief. And I'm like, if I'm not mistaken, that's like two hours away from here. I was in Charleston. Hilton Head's like down by Georgia, I think. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, what are you doing up here? He's like, I just come here sometimes. So it just, <laughs> it just happens that... You know, I sometimes yeah. drive two hours north within my own state <laughs> so just, just to walk the beach. That's yeah. how much I hate my wife. Yeah. So it just so happens that we were at the right place at the exact same time, and our paths crossed. And my friends were like, oh, my God, you're so famous. I was like, well, I've never had that happen before. I've never been recognized in another state. So I was like, yeah, I guess I am kind of famous. That's pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Cool. Congratulations. That is cool. Sorry, is by, by the way, devotion to accuracy, uh, Michael Stanley is Cleveland's Joe Grishecki. My apologies. Oh, okay. Oh, well. I wanted to make, uh, make that clear. <laughs> but you ran that all out. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I, well, I did. Good. I, you know who I ran into the other day, though, is Natalie Herbick. Oh, she's so foxy. She it only gets prettier, I think. No wonder she's over on Fox. Yeah. She embodies. Oof, she I, is quite something. She is foxy. And she's single. Mm-hmm. I no. think I don't think so. I think she's got a someone. I don't know. Oh if it's... boy, not for long. I'm telling you what. Not if she wants yeah. to get to a bigger market. She better dump that lunch meat. Start rocket riding <laughs> yeah. to New York or something. She made me look cool though, because I was meeting with a client. She came up and was like, "Erica, my girl!" And, like gave me a big hug, and I was like, "Yeah, I know her. No big deal." <laughs> <laughs> you are so weird with people knowing you. Oh man, clients like, who's that? I like the camaraderie, you know? What camaraderie? Just showbiz friends. Being in these showbiz together. The biz. Uh, (laughs) The biz. the biz. (laughs) Whatever. Just let me do my job. That's what I get paid for. Oh, man. I like being social. She's foxy, though. She, honestly, like, she looked even more beautiful than the last time I saw her. Yeah, she's hot. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. You yeah. seem to be like Benjamin buttoning this whole situation. Yeah. I mean, well, it wasn't... What? Well, it's well, been a year since you last saw her. It's not like she's gonna waste away in one year. No, but like... She's been here apart. a while, though, yeah. hasn't she? She's from Pittsburgh, I yeah, think. I mean, she's been here a while. I think it'd been a couple years since okay, I've seen her. Okay, but still, her. she's a... She knows how to take care of herself. 
Well, I'm not saying that I expected her to look like the dregs of society. Like, oh, there's Natalie. She looks like crap. Well, years ago when I was in uh, when I was in checkout line at Dave's when I still lived in Ohio City, and I was right behind Angelica Compost. Remember oh, yeah. her? Yeah. And she had like not a stitch of anything on, and I was like, whoa. Really? Yeah. But now, but again, that's how you're supposed to look when you're not on television. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, look at me most of the time. That's why people like Natalie Herbick stand out because you're like, wow, even off the air. She's, you know, Mondo. Well, she was actually working, so she had her full... Full drag? Not drag, but, you know, she had her, her business attire on. Speaking of which, I love the photos of Pound Cake behind these two giant drag queens. It's like, oh, man. I've never seen him look like the woman before, but he did in that situation. I look like the these woman. drag queens look more masculine than you did. Yeah, for sure. Oh, boy. That was Charleston's having a hard time, apparently, getting A-list drag queens. <laughs> Woo. It was drag brunch. It was Whatever. Drag. I'm Whatever. just. Ta- I don't care what they were eating. I'm talking about what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> they were eating chicken and waffles. I don't give a rat's ass. Yeah, they were mimosas. They're pretty, you know, butch. But it's okay. It was fun. They're just tall. Really tall. Really tall. Yeah, they, had they probably got on. heels on. Well, too. but yeah. that's the kind of tall where you're tall. Even that was the other thing with this wedding we went to. All of our friends are taller than I am. Like, we have a lot of tall guy friends, Mm -hmm. and they didn't really invite a lot of our guy friends. We were there because our wives or girlfriends are real tight with the bride, right? And so it was literally me and a couple of my other guy friends because their wives and girlfriends were there. And my one friend who works... You have friends? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) This is new. And my one friend who works for Apple, he and his girl live in San Francisco, and she works for Google or something, and they're standing right in front of us, and they've been together for years, on and off. And I I guarantee it's because they're the same height. So they're standing right in front of me. He's like 6'3", she's like 6'2", because she got heels on. I'm I'm going, hey, what's going on there? I'm completely emasculated because I'm a couple of inches taller than my wife. Oh, my God. The final touch of construction studios. It's the Alan Cox Show on 100.7 WMMS, an iHeartRadio station. Tomorrow we're going to be doing the show live 3 to 7 at the Platform Beer Company right there on Lorraine in Ohio City. 4125 if you want to mail them a letter. They've been open for a few years now. They got an awesome tasting room there, and it's in collaboration with the uh, Buzzard Brew that they're putting out uh, from Platform to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the iconic Buzzard here at WMMS. So we'll be there live tomorrow uh, from three to seven. If you want to come by, doing the show there, I will have some. Uh, we're going to be having some samples of it. I'm looking forward to it. So it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. And then they're doing the Walworth Run this weekend. We'll have full details for you on that as well. We gave away some passes last week. Uh, but that's when they're really, that's kind of the official rollout of uh, the Buzzard Brew. They're going to pre-release some of it, I think, in Giant Eagle and Heinen's. Uh, so keep your uh, eyes open for that. But the Walworth Run happens on Saturday. And it's music, and it's beer, and it's a lot of fun. Grizzfolk is a band, along with ten other bands. All-day, two-stage music festival. And the WMMS Rockin' Buzzard Brew is the latest collaboration. So that'll be uh, part of the show tomorrow, and then we'll tell you everywhere and anywhere that you'll be able to get it. I think they have a platform room in Columbus, too, now. Do they? Yeah, because the one in Ohio City opened, like, right before we moved out of that neighborhood, and I think the one in Columbus is maybe only a year old. But anyway, so tomorrow uh, we'll be live there from 3 to 7. 
Um, Indians are... Uh, we were watching the game on Thursday night. We were at my uh, father-in-law's house in Michigan. So we had to go to Detroit the next day for the our friend's wedding. And so we're watching the game because it's the Tigers. So they're watching the Tigers game. Yeah. And I'm watching the Indians game. Right. And um, it was that game where at the very end I go, oh, well, this is the one they'll lose. And then mm-hmm. they swoop in. We and were they, there. It was unbelievable. Were you there? Did yes, you go? Yes, we went for Ian's birthday. Yeah. Was, his birthday was Thursday. So we were like, man, if we go to this game, they better not lose this one because then we'll feel like, you know, we're Bad the luck. jinx or something, yeah. you know? I was, I said, if they lose one game, I hope it's the one that Erica went to, not me. Because I was there the I day know. before, so I was all happy that they won my game. And I was like, the bright side of them losing this game on Thursday is if, you know, Erica's there and I get to be like, oh, she's the jinx. Yeah. But apparently she went on it Friday, was n- It was nuts, though, because... Um, was packed, totally packed. The lines to get into the park were insane. We went to Wahlburgers beforehand and thought we could just like swoop on in when game started. Well, on the day after they lost, tickets were like seven bucks. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. You know, but yeah, that's how it goes. There were tons of people out there. We actually waited in um, Brickstone, that bar that we did that uh, broadcast for opening day. We waited there for a little while until the lines were less uh, packed to get into the ballpark. So we went in, we watched the game for a little bi- a little while, but we had those. Um, a lot of our friends had those, the district tickets or whatever, so just standing room only. And you couldn't really see anything, and there weren't enough TV screens in that area to like actually watch the game. But then they were down, and I was just like, you know, let's just go across the street to Brickstone. We can watch the rest of the game there. And then all of a sudden, as we're like walking out and getting to Brickstone and getting a drink, we hear the friggin' fireworks going off. We're like, home run? Who? What? And they scored. So we walked out of the ballpark right before that moment. Uh-huh. Like, oh. we're idiots. Well, the wedding reception was at the Detroit Athletic Club, which is both hoity and toity. Oh, hey. Like, since 1915, uh, white guys are there, that kind of thing, right? And our the view from our room was Comerica Park. So it was the Tigers' white socks. Casual. Yeah. It was amazing. I'm like, go to the bar. I go, hey, can I get a whatever, a couple of gin and tonics? And he goes, what's your member number? I go, I don't have a member number. I'm like, I'm staying, I have a room. I'm staying here for a wedding. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, do I look like a hundred-year-old white guy? Like, literally, <laughs> this is one of these places. It's like this old stone edifice where, like, they just started letting women hang out in the lobby a couple of years ago, <laughs> right? Yeah. So after the reception, there's a bowling alley downstairs. Oh, so everybody cool. goes down from midnight. So we bowl from midnight That's to two. That's awesome. And... I had the most amazing bowling game I've ever had in my life. Really? Sometimes something switches on, you know? Years ago, I had the greatest game of pool I've ever had in my life, too. At Rocket Hmm. in Chicago, right? Yeah. I just happened to have all the moves. Everything just dropping. I was Tom Cruise in The Color of Money. Yep. (laughs) Never had another game like that before or since. And we're doing this midnight bowling after this wedding reception. Was it cosmic? It wasn't. Boo. No. But we're drinking, it's all our friends, it's a blast, and I was pow, 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 pow. Now, do you have, like, the spin action on it, or are you more of just, like, a throw it real hard and fast? I just got lucky. I just got, my release was good. I just got lucky. Just People in that like, zone. You yeah. probably had a couple cocktails. No, I, everybody else was was way more tipsy than me. I might have had, like, one or two. Right, but I'm yeah. saying, like, you, 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 not, I'm not saying you were drunk, I'm saying you loose had enough. enough to be loosened up and be like, okay... I'm in a nice zone here, and so you were able to just 
dial in and, and do it. I really was, because everybody was like, oh my God, you're amazing. I go, I trust me, I'm not. I assure you, I suck at bowling. <laughs> but I'm having an amazing game tonight. And I don't even know what a good bowling score is. Do you know what your score was? It was like a 148 or something. Oh, okay. But everybody else, okay, that's, <laughs> that's my good. point. Yeah, that's, that's my good. point. Not good best, for me. Good that's for right. You, yeah. But everybody else had like... 78, and you know what I mean? So, yeah. so they were really tying one on. <laughs> well, just, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't even really paying attention to that until they called. I just knew that I was on fire. So, you know, once in a while, it's fun to pretend that you have some physical acumen. When we first got the pool tables here, I was, that first week, I was really good at pool. Yeah. Like, I was... Just really. Oh, when they like put that, when they put yeah. them in here, yeah, yeah, and then like after that, I was Bill's in there with terrible. a green visor and a cigarette yeah. out of his mouth, killing <laughs> yeah. the game. Just uh-huh. terrible ever since. But those first that it probably wasn't even the full week. It was like the first like two days. I was just for no reason good at pool. Yeah, I'll accidentally be good at pool, but that happens very rarely. <laughs> I lose interest, and then I'm like, hey, I'm not really trying. Hard yeah, anymore. I don't want to play a whole game of pool. I just want to be like the clutch person that comes in and like. Gets a good shot. But the last gray game of pool I had, low those many years ago, <laughs> there was money on the table. I oh, won wow. serious money. I would never bet on myself. Well, it was just, <laughs> I, I, I jumped in. It was me and a buddy, a guy that was t- t- joining my show. And uh, and these other guys, they were like, want to make it interesting? And I'm like, it's not going to be interesting when I lose a bunch of money. But sure, mm-hmm. I walked away with like 250 bucks because I accidentally or unintentionally had a great game. I'll be honest, sometimes when I play pool, I just chalk the stick a lot, and I'm just so it looks like I'm doing something. <laughs> 358. Um, <laughs> hey, Allie. <laughs> What's up, Alan? Oh, just talking about Erica chalking her stick. <laughs> just yeah. chalking that hey, stick. Hey, yeah. the show, by the way. Thank you. What's up? Nothing. I just called to say that I think Erica's a fake fan. Of what? Pool? Of Indians. The Indians. A fake Indians I- fan. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Yep. Okay. I feel like she just hopped on the bandwagon as soon as they started to get those W's, man. Um, Why do you feel that way? I uh, guess what? A lot of people I, did that. Like every other person in that ballpark? Absolutely. No, I absolutely agree with that. But if you're a fan, you should be there for the worst and the best. Well, we got a life to lead, Allie. I mean, was she supposed to go to... I'm not going to speak for you. Is she supposed my, to go to every game? Like, I, I you can't know. go to every game, first of all. And my husband was hammered. It was his birthday. And I'm like, okay, do I want to stay in this park right now where I can't even see the game? A true fan <laughs> would go to where they could find the game on TV. That's right. And so I... I couldn't see. Our tickets did not allow us to go into any of the seated sections. So I couldn't see. I couldn't get to a TV. That's how many people were there. So I'm like, all right, my husband's hammered. Let's just get him across the street so we're closer to the car. And then I can finish watching the game on the TV there and actually see what's going on. It is amazing what some people believe should is true fan behavior. I don't care. I'm a fake fan. Okay, Whatever new information arises should never change your behavior. Guess what? They have my real money. Lots of my real money. (laughs) Lots of my real money. Oh. Erica's fake in so many ways, but as a fan, hopping no. on the bandwagon. And I bought my, t- I bought my tickets. I didn't even like get them for and free I'm, at work. I'm not saying that you have to go to every game. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just feel like you started like rooting for the Indians hardcore. I think people put way. I think people put, way, especially in this town where the, where the teams have a long, long history of suckage, and people are proud of that. I think people place way too much emphasis on supporting a team that's losing. 
And, and I'm like, supposed to that do? makes you a real fan or something. Well, it's like, well, it makes you real loose with your money. Means you have a lot of disposable income. There's a lot of people who are like, I'm not going to go see some 21 and 82 team. I got a life to lead. Well, I got bills great. to pay. And baseball, I'll be honest, baseball is not my number one sport. It's not my number one sport. That's highlight. No, it's basketball. Oh. Basketball is my number one favorite sport. Always has been. Used to play basketball. I love basketball. So that's always going to be my number one. But also, I still am a very... I, I am a White Sox fan, so it took me some time to kind of transition over to the Indians because I really wasn't a huge Bulls fan in Chicago. I, I was when I was a kid. me. But I, I really didn't pay attention to the Bulls before I moved here. So it was really easy for me to get into the Cavs right away because I didn't have a basketball team I rooted for. The Indians, however, took me a little time because I still do love the White Sox. Baseball. Tell you what. Yeah, baseball. When people, it's an insult when somebody says someone's a fair weather fan. Why would you go to a game when there's bad weather? Of course I'm a fair weather fan. I'm a gray weather fan. Oh, you're a f- you only go when it's nice. Yeah. Why would I go any other time? Anyway, the tribe clinches the AL Central. Yeah. And then they're back to winning again. The best was watching Andre not getting champagne showers all over him, and he couldn't see. He's trying to interview, I think, uh, Miller, Andrew Miller, and he's sitting there, like, tr- blinking, trying to wipe his eyes that are probably burning from champagne in Was him. he worried about getting electrocuted or anything like that, holding, like, a microphone, and there's... I don't think so. Okay. I w- certainly wouldn't want Dre not to get... Uh, Might have been a wireless mic. All right. Anyway, tomorrow, first of three against uh, the Angels in Anaheim. They're in the home stretch. I think the last regular season game is the first of October. Uh, tomorrow night, late West Coast time, though, 10.08 as the pitch here on MMS. So 9.37 is when your pregame coverage starts going. By the way, I couldn't mention this at the time, but I did a a little phoner with uh, Tom Hamilton last week, right? (laughs) In anticipation of the announcement, they come to me and they said, hey, you and Hammy are going to make the announcement that iHeartMedia has re-upped with the Indians, another, you know, re-upped with uh, TAM and WMMS for the next six years. And I go, okay. And so they said, then you'll just set set that phoner aside and we'll air it on Thursday right. while you're gone. And I go, okay. So I do, and you know, don't say anything because it would be in advance of the announcement. I said, fine. So I spend a couple of minutes with Hammy. We have a couple of laughs. I put the phoner in the can. And then I uh, send it to Chris Tyler, and he goes, okay, well, we'll air this on Thursday during the sum of show. Now, I didn't realize that they were going to be teasing a major announcement. Uh, yeah. The major <laughs> announcement on major Thursday. Major programming announcement. Major programming announcement, okay? Now, I didn't realize that, or I maybe would have put a little bit more hoo-ha into it, but here's the thing. With all due respect, I didn't realize that us re-upping with the Indians was going to be a major programming announcement, okay? Because my phone starts blowing up because everybody thinks it's about this show. Yeah. So they're like, did you get fired? I'm like, well, first of all, when has a station ever teased a firing? Coming up next Friday. Listen right. on Thursday at 410 to find out if Alan still has a job. That's right. So half of them were worried. Half of them were hoping that was the announcement. I'm like, no, just, you know... Take it from me. Uh, I'm like, it's not that. Like, obviously, I'm not yeah. going to say what it is. Yeah. But I'm like, it's not that. But I just like the notion of a station playing, teasing someone fu- getting fired. Or, yeah. you, know what I, you know, it's the cool thing. But is... I had no idea. I'm like, okay, I didn't realize this was a major program. Oh, and they had hot dogs here. It was like a big deal. It's a whole hoopla. It's a big deal in-house. But I, I just, again, with all due respect, I mean, I think that as far as the, the listeners go, they go, oh, cool. 
mm-hmm. can hear the Indians games for the yeah. you know foreseeable future on MMS. Cool. I didn't know it was like, tomorrow, today, yeah. four, uh, mm-hmm. four you know. o'clock, a major I didn't know that's what it was. You know, it's a lot of fun. Um, you're the only person in the office on the show, and you're going, you're sitting there listening to the best of, working on some things at work, and you hear major programming announcement, and you're like, well, that's weird, because I'm on the station, the announcement is occurring during our show, and I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Well, but you were in here when we had yeah, this conversation. Yeah, but I didn't know that that's what the oh, major... Right. It did Because to me, that was just like a continuation of things that have already been happening. Right. I didn't think that was a major announcement. So that evening, when Cody and I, we, were, we went out to dinner before, um, before Book of Mormon, and we're sitting there, <laughs> and I text Chris Tyler. I'm like, because people are tweeting me, what's going on with the show? Like, we're hearing about this major program announcement. I'm like, I honestly don't know. So I text Chris. I'm like, what's this programming announcement that people keep people keep hitting me up? He's like, oh, uh, okay, well, I trust you, so don't say this to anyone. But, you know, Alan's on his way to Detroit. He's going to be working for a new station for there, and I'm taking over afternoons. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yes. Yes. And, uh, okay, wait. I need to read you this text message exchange. Because, see, this, this week it's a ghost town here because everybody in, like, upper, all the all the big wigs in the back, they're all in Vegas for the iHeart Festival yeah. on Friday. So it's really, we're running the asylum this, yeah. this week. And I'm like, what the F? I'm like, but seriously, though. He's like, I am serious. He's in Detroit now visiting his new station. Nobody knows. And I'm like, what? He's like, keep it quiet. I trust you. I'm like, I'm taking you seriously right now. So if I'm getting played, I will cry because I'm the most gullible person ever. But you've been doing this long enough to know that they wouldn't announce Announce I was leaving. That's okay. not an announcement. Did, when you when, didn't when, understand when, that. When a, when a personality leaves a radio station, not only do they not announce it, they don't. They talk pretend about it. like you never worked here. I know. That's right. And then I'm like, you're immediately scrubbed from the website. Until 30 years later, and they go, "Hey, you want to sell some roofs?" <laughs> <laughs> I, right. I texted back. I'm like, I'm lost. I'm sorry. And he's like, everything will be fine. We will do great. Like, as in him taking over the show. And I'm like, if you're trolling but there's me, no way that you would believe that he would take over Alan, the show. I was trying not to. She was ridiculous. I'm I was like, trying not to believe it, but he went on for like a half hour. <laughs> Pound cake like my favorite is smarter than Chris that. Chris has ever done. And I'm like, and then he sends me a, a gif of Carlton dancing. And I'm like, God damn it. And he said, I'm, I, I'm like, I, I actually hate you. Like, you're no longer a boss to me. Like, I, I don't even know you. And he's like, I'm choking right now from laughing. Oh, and I didn't I'm know like, any of that. Oh, that's what, awesome. so what funny. What if I had said, like, oh, thank God Alan's gone? I'm like, Why would you I, say that? I wouldn't have. Yeah. But, like, what if I did? Then there's no going back from that. You know? Yeah, but I didn't know any of this. I wouldn't know that you told him that. I'm sitting there well, eating he, but my... he would have known. Then you'd be selling roofs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm sitting there giving her the side eye, eating he my chicken parmesan. I'm like, Erica, are, he's playing you right now. Like, why are you feeding but, into this? But he went on for like... This went on for like a half hour. Yeah, that's hour. the whole point of a troll. I, I give him... I didn't know any of this. I give him credit for committing to it that long. Rather than letting oh, you off the hook. I'm logically trying to explain to her. I'm like, Erica, he's the program director. You mean to tell me he's going to stop running all the stations that he runs to come do an afternoon... Two. Three. <laughs> two. Okay. Technically three if you count 99X. I don't. He runs <laughs> two like radio I stations. Run, I feel like I run 99X. You can flip the switch and that runs itself. <laughs> I'm just saying he's going to stop running his two radio stations to come do an afternoon show. Like, well, I there like, are a lot of program directors that, that have to show? pull air shift. Yes. That's right. They're usually like a wedge show, like two to four or something, but there's no way that they would, you know. Again, what the hell do I know? 
That, that, Alan, that is my exact thought. I've, I'm been, like, I've been, I've been, uh, I've, a million things have happened. You've been blindsided before, That's right? right. Multiple times. That's so right. in my mind, I'm like, okay, I know this seems ridiculous, and I know I'm probably just being gullible and he's effing with me, but I'm like... This business is crazy. That people take over people's jobs all the time. People right. get fired. People get hired. And, you and, do, not and there's even, no rhyme or reason sometimes. Not even for logical reasons. Back yes. in the day, like if your ratings stunk or you weren't making any money for the station, they'd go, listen, we got to do something. Now, yes. you can be at the top of your game and they'll go, eh, we don't want to pay you what you want. Later, you know. Yes. And then they decide to do something else. But it's like So when he kept going with it and was like, please don't say anything. I trust you. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe he does trust me with top secret information. And then I'm like, and then I'm literally rethinking my whole life. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not prepared for Alan to leave yet. Rethinking your whole life? Well, this show is pretty much my life. Like, it's 99% of my life. Right. Even when we leave here, we're still answering tweets and texts from fans and whatever. This show is my life. Alan, so I just, just so like, you know, it's 100% of my life. Thank you, Bill. As it should be. 100. Pound cake, what percent of your life is this show? Damn near 75, 80%. <laughs> you were supposed to say 110%. Why? Yes. Well, where am I going to put in eating and sleeping? That's right. Yeah. So. Pound cake's still uh, on his climb. So I was sitting there going, okay, all right, Alan's gone. How do I... What happens now? Like, I'm sitting there reworking, like, how I'm going to go back to work on Monday. So, yeah, thanks, Chris. I appreciate you. <laughs> that is really funny. Oh, man. I wish he would have let me know. I would have gotten in on the action. The entire next day at work, I pretended I didn't know who he was. He was asking me to do things for 99X. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, who are you? Oh, probably his greatest day here so far. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you guys? Eric is pretending like she doesn't know me. Yeah, but- we could have taken this to, like, the limit. We That's right, had- yes. The the office cleaned out like we could have done a lot. <laughs> yeah, she pretends like she doesn't know me, like the Jeff Show and Playhouse Square. But for the record, okay, give us a heads up that you're going to put in a promo that says major programming announcement. But weren't you in here we when he set here. it up with me? But all he said was, hey... He didn't say anything about... I didn't hear the part where he said you were interviewing Hammy. Weren't you in the promo? That's what you get for skipping oh, promo meetings. Promo you weren't meeting. in the promo meeting. I was at a client meeting. Whatever. Nice so. try. That's right. That's Bill wasn't... Trying to make money. That's why Bill knew that... So uh, you knew when you heard the programming announcement that that's what they were talking about? I knew about? exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, yeah. I pay attention. How 100%. Did I didn't know? 100%. Thank you, Bill. 100%. Right. Bill okay. Squire, everybody. Congratulations. That's right. You take that 1% off and that, that's <laughs> what Zippity-doo-dah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> And you're go- I almost thought to text you, like, Alan, what's the deal? Why now, don't you say something? Now I have respect for Chris Tyler. <laughs> now. <laughs> you sh- hey, you showed great restraint in not texting me. I, well, because I wouldn't have known what you were talking about. And then what do he you w- say? Well, he was probably taking the chance that maybe you would text me. But you would have played it like... You couldn't say anything, so you'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, but he no, wouldn't have known what I was talking right, about. Right. Well, I would have been like, wait, why are you in Detroit? That's what I would have texted him. Like, what's going on in Detroit? What's with the station funny. in Detroit? Oh, boy. <laughs> and then you sent me the picture of Punchbowl out oh, right. there. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, I see. So I inadvertently played into it. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is so good. I, I wish it. I had known. There was a lot of reasons why I was like, you know, believing the lie, you know. Oh. But Pound 
cake sitting there the whole time sipping his champagne. Like, it's not true. No. It's not true. Pound cake's no dummy. <laughs> and if it is, Contrary I'm, to popular opinion. I mean, I'm like, okay, well, I'm the lowest hanging fruit. So I was like, I know my job's done. So what, what do I have to lose? <laughs> well, you don't cost him anything. <laughs> exactly. They can sweep the floors or something. I'm oh allowed to do something. Uh, contrary to a lengthy letter I received, pound cake is no dummy. Oh. I'm going to read. No, no. They say the opposite. But I'm going to. Uh, oh. I say pound cake's no dummy. But I'm going to read you this letter. Someone who's very, very disenchanted with pound cake. Oh, no. Yeah. Alan Cox. His parents think he's a proctologist. He has a real job. Because the truth is just too disgusting. 100.7 WMMS. So a lot of people want to know if when Chris Tyler was trolling you, if he told you not to say anything and then you told Pound Cake right away? Well, he was sitting at the table with me. <laughs> so? So, uh, like... It was happening in real time. So right. Like, he, so in real time, he said, don't tell anybody. No, but told Bunker, the first thing that was said was, hey, Alan's um, going to a new station in Detroit. And I was like, what? And then I re- immediately repeated that to Pound Cake. And then he said, don't say anything to anyone. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm sitting here with Pound Cake, so. Wow. All right. What are you going to do? Well, it sounds like that. You also said you weren't ready for me to leave. No. What do you need to do to get ready for me to leave? I don't. I I feel like it's a great learning experience being on the show with you. So I, I'm. I'm. So at some point you will have learned all you need to learn. No, I don't think. Because you know what? Every time your contract comes up, I go, "Oh, I'm not ready for Alan to leave yet." And then I unlike go, the audience. <laughs> yeah, they're like, get rid of this. Please guy. leave. No, but yes, there's there's a lot to learn, and uh, so I just. And I don't like change very much either, so... Well, then you're in the wrong business. I know. I know. I, I mean, I, I will accept change. I'm just... It's a little bit harder for me than for other people. But I, yes, I don't know. I accept all legal tender. <laughs> Coins, bills, <laughs> bills, squires. <laughs> uh, Wednesday on the show, actor Dennis Quaid on the phone. Uh, his band, Dennis Quaid and the Sharks. Yeah. is doing a short tour, and he will play the 1st of October over at the Hard Rock Roxino. So I'll talk to him on Wednesday's show. Major programming <laughs> announcement. <laughs> Dennis Quaid on this show on Wednesday. And my band, Erica Lorne and the Jets, will be opening for them. <laughs> Once you're a jet, you're a jet. Right. Tomorrow we'll be live at Platform Beer Company in Ohio City from 3 to 7, right there on Lorraine Avenue, right near 41st in the heart of of pastoral and bucolic Ohio City. Uh, They're rolling out the Rockin' Buzzard Brew to commemorate the 50th anniversary of WMMS. And so we'll tell you all about that tomorrow. We'll be trying some of it, tell you where you can get your cans of beer. An amber lager that will uh, has got the buzzard all over it, and it's very exciting. So we'll be at Platform Beer Company tomorrow if you're... Out that way, stick your head in, say hi. I'll be there from three to seven. I went on a date there once. It was quite fun, and I do. They've I do got enjoy a skee-ball thing. It's a lot of fun, right? Ooh, they do we should have a skee-ball right contest tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't do that. We I'm just sat good. at the bar. I had the sampler. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. you can. I mean, Alan is really good at bowling now, so maybe <laughs> that'll all transfer over yeah, to skee-ball. Really good now. Yeah, maybe it'll happen. <laughs> Um, you know what? Um, and I don't want to delve too deeply into it, but Poundcake went on his gaycation to Charleston, South Carolina, and I was kind of looking at his posts along the way, and it seemed like everybody had fun, but it seemed like everybody was relatively well-behaved. 
I didn't see any video of people falling out, unless you just didn't post that stuff to so as not to incriminate the guilty. But, um, you know, it didn't look like everybody was falling over or, you know. Oh, it seemed like, I don't know what story you were watching, but they're like... Um, his one roommate Taylor gave himself like a baptism in a in a well fountain. But that's not he like leaned back. That's not a big deal. I mean, it didn't look like they were trying to recreate the opening of Friends or anything. Okay. I didn't they see seemed it. a little lit. The weather looked nice. The I saw weather. none of it because hashtag block pound cake. Block pound cake, everybody. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. fine. Blocked. Right. You missed out, but that's okay. Uh, I feel like I didn't. But it was. But, but again, we, last week we were saying you might get there and it's still going to be flooded from Irma or whatever. It was not. At okay, all. it looked nice. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. The weather was beautiful. Like I couldn't ask for a better, you know, weekend there. I mean, we I, we saw the whole city. We went through the fr- French Quarter, which is like I'm I'm obsessed with those. Style they have of a houses. French Quarter in uh-huh. Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I love those type of houses. Like it's. I don't know. It's very like plantation. Plantation style. Houses, L- looks yeah. like New Orleans, kind of. It, it, that was really cool. And then. Uh, we went through like the gay clubs because we went on this gay cruise there because it was the kickoff to their Pride weekend. <laughs> so I was like, cruise. I wanted to see, you know, I was curious. I'm like, how are the gays like down here? You know, maybe I meet a southern. I gentleman. bet they're completely different. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, they oh, call themselves seersuckers down there. <laughs> I, I like to be optimistic. I'm like, you know what? It's a different culture down here. I was like, I'm gonna find some gays down here, and they're gonna be, you know, so polite, and you know, they ask you their name before they ask you to go to the bathroom with them. Yeah, I was getting and- me out. Please go down on you, sir. <laughs> I'll say, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, man, i please and, and then put of course, my pinky in your b-hole. <laughs> and then, of course, we step off the plane, and I'm like, well, I have to see what the surrounding area looks like. You know, I have to see what type of guys I'm dealing with down here. So, of course, I turn on Grinder just to see, just to get, like, a just little... Just sampling? Just a s- sample platter. And, but and, some of your friends that you were with, they had been there before, or you were all newbies to the area? Uh, no, they had been there before. Okay. The, uh, it was their friend that we were visiting. So, she has a house right there on the island. So we stayed with her, and then she kind of like was our ambassador. So she showed us around. So yeah, I get off the plane, you know, putting t- the ass in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, they write themselves. I can't. I got to purge these. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little southern hospitality. Yeah, hospitality. Mm. Yeah, but <laughs> hospitality. <laughs> oh boy, twenty yeah. deep picks right when I step off the plane. I was just right. like, all right, so. You know, Charleston, I'm in this bitch. Let's do this. And so we go to the gay cruise, and I meet this guy, and he's so into himself. Like, the guy was A like, gay man who's into himself? But he was just- What? He, he Like, to the wrist? <laughs> <laughs> to the wrist, to the wrist. <laughs> I was just sipping my straw seductively, like I, one mm-hmm. would do on a boat, and it was free food, free alcohol. So I'm sitting there sipping outside, and he approaches me, and, you know- I see he has a little southern twang. I said, hey, where are you from? And he's like, oh, I'm from Chapel Hill. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I know where Chapel Hill is. Like, I was like, I went to school over there. And he's like, oh, you're from North Carolina, too? I'm North like, Carolina. Oh, <laughs> you forgot where we, you were. Yeah, I, I, He said Chapel Hill. It automatically dawned on me. I'm like, oh, you know, Akron. I'm from a mall in Akron. Let yeah, me ask yeah, you yeah, this. Was it a racially diverse gay cruise? Or were you like the only, were you the token on the boat? No, it was diverse. Okay. It was diverse. But I see it it was diverse, but yet segregated at the same time because... Well, it is the South. Because they didn't... There was blacks and whites on the boat, but they didn't intermingle with each other. Really? Yeah. Not down with the swirl? I guess not. But I I guess I was... Or at least they didn't want to be openly. Once the boat docked... (laughs) 
then so did they. I was the only <laughs> exception. So I'm talking to this dude, and he's really getting on my nerves because it was free food and free alcohol. So you know I'm going to take advantage of both. So I go to the bar and then go to the buffet, and I'm eating my meatballs while talking to him. And then he, he, I didn't realize. I thought this I was, is so, it's <laughs> the most Freudian buffet I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Oh, there were taquitos and meatballs. That's all they had. But this guy is, like, giving me the eye. I thought he was, like, looking at me with disgust because, you know, I was eating too fast or there was something in my teeth or something that I was eating. And then I find out. Like, because he was eyeing me so hard, I find out he's a vegan. So I'm like, oh, you're the type of vegan I hate. You try to judge others and try to make them feel bad for eating meat because you you can't eat meat. And so I asked him a very inappropriate question, and then he was did he like ask you to him. help hold him up because he didn't have the energy to get to the other side of the boat? No. Did he look very sallow and uninterested in life? What did you ask him? He was whining. I can't. I, it's not radio appropriate. I just it's asked. Be clever. If you had to explain it to a kindergartner, what did you ask him? Um. How can I clean this up? I said, can you be vegan and still... Eat meat. Eat meat. Swallow. Yes. Swallow meat? Can you... No. You asked him the most obvious question. That you, oh, I see. I see. Could you... I got mm-hmm. Okay. Right? It's okay. Protein. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then he was like... He looked at me and was just like... Mm. I'm like, okay. We'll Isn't to tofu the next- protein? So the joke doesn't work. Vegans no, get protein. No, but it's an animal product. Oh, it is? Yes, huh. because it's, whatever's it's, on the menu. It comes out of him. Yeah, they don't eat anything that's made of animal or right. made from animal parts or anything right. like that. So, yeah. right. if it's made coming from a human, right? Is technically, we're an animal. Yeah, it's oh, that, that especially human. pancake yeah. on that boat. He is an. Are animal. you ready to laugh? All right. So then he mm-hmm. said, "What?" He kind of like looked at me. He was like. Yeah, we can. I'll say, well, then you're a hypocrite. And mind you, I had some drinks in me in this at this time, so I'm not... Why are you going to get in people's so faces? Sassy. Everybody's trying to have fun. He, I, he was on the running games till Panke calls someone a hypocrite on the boat. Because he was whiny, and he was just bitchy, like, oh, there's no... I <laughs> you mean to, like that? No, he, yeah, he, hypocrite. He, he was like, I can't go to any fast food restaurants. They don't have anything that I want. I'm like, well, maybe if you weren't vegan, then you could, like, you don't, you shouldn't go to Wendy's if you're trying to get a vegan, you know, Get some meal. french fries. Get Whatever. I'm like, don't complain to me. And then he was talking about how he moved down here for work. I said, what do you do? He's like, I'm a dog groomer. I'm like, all right, I'm out. I'm out. He had to move to be a dog groomer. I said, you know what? Where I came from, all the dog grooming positions were filled. It's so humid down there. They need need constant grooming. (laughs) And then I moved upstairs because that dude just pissed me off. So I was like, okay, there's got to be other dudes here. Why are you so angry? It's supposed to be fun. It was was fun. Call a stranger a hypocrite. He was a hypocrite. He just told you he was a vegan. And I asked, you know, did he... Right. Yeah, but you came across as a hypocrite. How? Because you said that he was whiny. He was whiny. <laughs> so did you hear I'm not whiny. Right yeah, did you hear yourself tell the story? But I'm expressing my anger towards him. Uh-huh. In a very whiny way. But uh-huh. I have a reason to be whiny. He's whiny because of a choice he made. Uh-huh. Shut up, Pounkin. Nobody told him to be vegan. And don't judge others because I like to eat meatballs and, you know, I was going to, you know, eat meat. So Yeah, we saw your plate on the Corona Cruise. We know (laughs) know you like to eat meatballs. Well documented. And then, you know, I went to the bar upstairs because there's bars everywhere. And I met this delightful man and he introduced me to his husband. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. And they were showing me their wedding photos. I was like, gay love. I love it. And before, you know. Let's cut to the chase. Did you get any strange in Charleston, South Carolina? Yeah, I don't need to hear the tales of romance. Yes, I did. Okay. I I shaved and I prepared, so I wanted somebody to appreciate it. 
So we went to the club. Oh, so and, you were bound and determined to get some oh, strange. I mean, he sh- he I waxed mean, and shaved. Yeah, I just needed okay. the vessel. I didn't. No, need you should. Sure. I mean, it's you know once or how, twice or what? What? Three times the fun. Did Three I... times a fake lady <laughs> at the drag cruise. Um, did you get to see up in any of those girls' bloomers or no? <laughs> no. We went to the club afterwards. And I, I met up with this. Well, I went to this guy's house, but yep. I, I brought a friend. I brought my roommate. All right. So, you know, keeping it nice and safe, going to some stranger's house. <laughs> he got sexiled. Vacation. I, yeah. Behind. And he lived right down the street from the club. Pound so, cake. 70% sour cream. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you had fun. It so was a good if he time. lives right yeah. down the street from the club, then he probably has people over all the time for hookups. He has a bed in the middle of the room. Like we, I walked into his room, <laughs> and the bed is like That's a confident dude. He's yeah. like, people in here are usually so drunk that I can't put it on the opposite end of the room, or they'll fall over and split their lip before they get to yeah. the bed. So I just moved it to the middle so they'd have you know less distance to walk. Yeah. And, and he was that air- sounds like you need an STD test. Then he can yes. roll them out the other side down the steps. And it's all good. Austin he, Power Bottom. <laughs> he was arrogant too. Like he was just like, "Aren't you so happy to be here?" I said, "No." Like, excuse me. Why wouldn't you just say yes I'm not, and just get on with it? Forget you. Like, why? Everybody, God, everybody's got something to prove. That was afterwards. Is this what all gay dudes are like? They're just always trying to one up each other. I've yes. never, no, I've why? never heard that before. Like, why would you ask me? Am I happy to be here? Like, aren't you, ha- aren't you proud you came here? Did you play along like an improv class. Yes, and. Because I was done, and I was just ready to leave. I'm like... Oh, oh this is after. Yeah, this is after. Oh, well, yeah, you got to get the hell out I'm of I'm laying there, and, you know, my roommate... Like, cake's not one for pillow talk. He, he was asleep on the couch. I'm like, man, I really wasn't trying to stay the night here. But I was like, kind of dragged him here, and I sexiled him. So I was like, I kind of got to let him sleep. And luckily... You I what? Sexiled, where his friend is off in the corner. Oh. Yeah, he was in the living anybody. room, because, and I was, yeah. in the, I was in the bedroom. He got bro-zoned. <laughs> so I was like... I tried to get some shut eye, and then right when I did, shut eye. <laughs> yeah, I tried to get some shut eye. Some shut brown eye. <laughs> he comes running in. He's like, "Hey!" He's like, "Hey, let's go!" I'm like, "Yes!" I jump out with Glee, and the guy, he's like, "Leaving already?" I'm like, "I wanted to leave yesterday. Like, I'm out." And so we get an Uber home to the island. So, so it wasn't the romance you had planned. No, I just wanted somebody to appreciate oh, wow. my body, and then just. No. So when your roommates get back and they're done traveling with you for a few days, do they need like some decompression from pound cake? I've been traveling. I mean, we went to Jamaica with them, but that, like, we could all kind of go off and do our own thing if we wanted to. I didn't mm-hmm. really spend outside of doing the show. I didn't really spend a lot of time with pound cake. But if you're with your friends for four days or whatever it is in a new environment, nothing but gay dudes, where to hear you tell it, it's just everybody trying to peacock over each other. Were they like, dude, we got to... No, they love me. And they live with me, obviously, so they hear it all the time. They love you, but they... but it's. Well, they, I'm not saying they, they don't love they you. They accept you. But you they can love somebody you. and still have a hard time traveling with them. Yeah. I mean, you know. They didn't have any t- hard time. As far as I know, you have to ask them. But Well, they we, probably weren't going to tell you that. <laughs> hey, well, we're, we're sick of you. Hey, Pound Cake, next time you're staying home. But they could. They could say that. I'd be like, okay, fine, whatever. I'll go with my other friends. But I... You know? Perfect response. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Next time I'll go with someone else. But we, they knew I was checking out dudes because I wore my reflector sunglasses because, you know, nobody can see where my eyes are. So my friend, They're probably behind your sunglasses. What a creep. So we were looking at the nobody long... No, see where my eyes were. I'm a big fan of sunglasses like that. I get to creep. You're in a beach setting, something like that? Yeah. You want to be able to... 
take a peek. And so oh me my and, God. Me and well, my... no, I understand why people wear sunglasses, but I mean, still, it's, <laughs> of course, you do it to creep. You don't look at girls' asses and yeah. nobody sees you. Yeah, yeah I, so I get it. I was checking out the abs. We, we would play a game like who had the best, you know, bulge on the beach. So bulge on the beach. So we were just, you know, look at people. I feel like keeping on dudes has got to be so disappointing compared because women are just so much more interesting to look at in that situation. That's like, not true. Uh, yeah, you're not looking but at dudes. Well, we're not. We're straight, but like, but like, boobs and butts are just really fun. Whereas like, bulges and, and abs, like I don't know. <laughs> the battle of the bulge. <laughs> when we went to see Book of Mormon, you know how like they they took off their clothes in one scene, but not completely naked. Not they had these knickers. little like nighties on <laughs> that were kind of tight around the genital area. Uh-huh. And I just look over and Poundcake's just like, his ear eyes, ear. yes, he was like just grinning and his eyes were like bulged out of his head. And he was he was loving that. And I was like, could, could you just enjoy the musical without right. sexualizing I mean, everything? Where else are you going to get gay men in live theater? Right. <laughs> I, I know. It finally happened. Oh, man. Yeah. And then I, I think I made a comment like, hey, it's your dream, a bunch of gay dudes. He's like, how do you know they're gay? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, okay, probably 90% are. That's why it's called the Book of More Man. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody had fun down there. The weather was nice, right? Didn't look, were, did you, were there any areas that were still like uh, trying to get water out of their living rooms? No, or like that? no. There were houses that we did drive past on like uh, the French Quarter that were, still had like boards on the windows. But other than that, it's no. More like the French Eighth? Whatever. But yeah, there was no water that I saw. Okay. I think they're used to that down there. Mm. Just downtown, at least. A lot of water on the floor after you left that dude's room. (laughs) No, I know. I was going to do with Irma. (laughs) I jumped out of there, bruh. Bruh! I jumped out of there, bruh! Oh, my God. Oh, boy. All right. Well, good for you. Everybody had fun. Glad you gaycationed. Gotta love a like a gay romp because both guys <laughs> want to get out of there immediately after it's over. No, no he wanted me stay, to stay. No one stays to cuddle. He wanted me to stay, and I, he he messages me on Snapchat now. I was like, damn it, I, I'm just gonna block him. I forgot I added him on there. Block him. Yeah. Okay, can never go back to Charleston. <laughs> he he thought he was. Have like, you seen <laughs> this man? <laughs> he thought it was the stuff because he managed like a Walgreens there. I was like, I really know how to. Well, why don't you play? Wouldn't it be fun to play along with people to get them to like, like brag about really mediocre stuff? That's <laughs> he, fun. To I me. didn't need to. When people, when people are talking to you with about the most mundane stuff, but to them, it's a big deal. You're like, oh, tell me more, really? Because they might hit on something that's genuinely interesting. You just got to drill a bit. I was letting them go, but like I was just I. Because you're on a boat, you got nowhere to go. No, I didn't meet him on the boat. I met him at the club. Oh. So the music's going, and I'm just singing in the background. He's just like showing me pictures of him working out on his phone, and he's like, "Oh, and yeah, you probably this fed is... right into that." Wait, well, the pictures I... were on his phone, or he was working out on his phone? The pictures were on no. his phone of him working out. He's standing on his phone doing squats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why I keep cracking this screen. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, but you had fun. Yes, great right. time. Okay, good. Pound Cakes Gaycation. There's one for the books. From the Final Touch Construction Studios, it's the Alan Cox Show on 100.7 WMMS, an iHeartRadio station. Two one six five seven eight one double zero seven or 800-348-1007 to join us. 35192. Want to give me a text? Uh, hit us up everywhere else. Email, Twitter, Facebook, all of it. Uh, at alancoxshow.com. Tomorrow we're going to be live at Platform Beer Company in the heart of Ohio City. Uh, right at Lorraine in 41st there in the tasting room. 
uh, starting at 3 o'clock. The 50th anniversary of WMMS is, uh, we're going to celebrate that with a collaboration with Platform Beer Company, the Rockin' Buzzard Brew, that they will be rolling out officially on Saturday as part of their Walworth run, which there are still some tickets available for that. Uh, Saturday, it's bands and beer, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and they'll we'll tell you where you can get the Buzzard Brew. It'll be at Giant Eagle. It'll be at Heinen's. And that's to celebrate the half a century of WMMS. That's right? Uh, this show merely a footnote in that storied history. But uh, we'll be trying some of the Rocker and uh, Buzzard Brew tomorrow. And if you're in that uh, neck of the woods there in Ohio City, stop in and say hi. So uh, Platform Beer Company tomorrow, the show live from 3 to 7. Uh, what else? Dan Quaid is going to be on the show on Wednesday. We'll talk to him about uh, he's doing a brief tour with his band, The Sharks. Uh, they'll play the Roxino on October 1st. And then Friday, Erica will be out, but Dr. Ryan Berglund will be here. Tap in, tap out. For the next installment of Is It Red? So Dr. Berglund, who has joined us for many years now, uh, he comes in uh, once every other month or so, and he answers a lot of questions guys have about weird stuff going on down in the strike zone. He is a surgical urologist with the Cleveland Clinic. Tops in his field. I don't know what he's going to do without me, his assistant, you know. Something mm. tells me he'll get along just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Um, and then uh, what else? Oh, the third and final Alan Cox show, Bar Crawl of 2017, is going to happen on the 29th. That is one week from this Friday. And we're going to do it back at Cam's Corners. We haven't been there in a couple of years, I don't think. Courtesy of Modelo Espacial, uh, we'll do four spots in four hours. Public House, West Park Station, Backstage, and P.J. McIntyre's. Right there at Cam's Corners, okay? So it kicks off at 8. First couple hundred people, you get the souvenir laminate, as custom dictates. And uh, that'll happen on the 29th. We'll have full information for you uh, at the show site. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Chad in Canton, you're on the air. Hey! What's up, Alan? What's hey, going you. on? Thank you. What's up? Uh, you got it, man. Hey, I, was, I talked to Conkick uh, before. Like, I, I'm a 40-year-old guy. Well, let's say 40-something. And I just started back at Akron U uh, this past semester. And, uh, I, I talk about night and day. But uh, I, I wanted to put something in there because, you know, Conkick uh, got his boys with the balls thing in. And I wanted to put in uh, some good comments, especially for Bill. And I wanted to say that whoever created yoga pants is now my new hero. Because walking around <sighs> Akron U campus. That's is all there is. Just, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, but yoga pants are a double edged sword. Because <laughs> every girl wears them. Because every girl wears them. And it makes every girl look like they have an ass, even though they don't. Well, I don't mean that. I mean, but it's that's true. not we're complaining about. No. There's some that it looks like. Uh, it looks well, like they're, they're wearing yoga pants. It looks don't... like their ass is hungry and it's slowly eating uh, whatever articles of clothing they've got from the waist down. Which sometimes again yeah. <laughs> won't work against you. So what? You're going back for continuing education, Chad? Is that the plan? Uh, well, no. Actually, uh, I worked. I worked for UPS. I was a mover for years. Moved to Florida for a while. And uh, you're getting your years. master's in yoga pants management. Oh, that would be great. Right. Uh, I'm so going for, uh, <laughs> man, I'm going to have to look that up. Then. Uh, no, it's information systems management. Are you in Polsky? It's a growing field. 
Uh, no, I'm in uh, CBA. That's right. College okay. Business, business administration. Okay. And and uh, w- when did you go to college the first time? Uh, late 90s. Late 90s. Okay. Not yeah. as many yoga pants. <laughs> no yoga pants back in those days. No, back in the late 90s, they were wearing like... Jenkos and sweatpants. Like Lee Dungarees. Baggy and, like, jeans. The, well, no, because... Overalls. Yeah, the girls early, were wearing like the flood pants, pants, like the... They were tight up top, but then yeah. they get down to the like the boot cut. Yeah, that was late. Or 90s. like flared yeah. legs. Yeah. It, was, it was like mom mom jeans back in those era. Mom jeans. Yeah. Really <laughs> ah, well, uh, welcome back to the the land of the camel toe, Chad, as it were. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. So. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Thank you, that Chad, was... who is uh, mat- matriculating at the University of Akron. And the uh, late '90s also had the the. The low-rise jeans, right? Where they weren't like the high-waisted mom jeans. They were the ones that were like real low where... Hip-huggers called them. Is that... I, I was... There was a lot of coin slot back then yeah. with... Uh, yeah. A lot of whale tail. Anal cleft, I believe, is uh, <laughs> what they call it now. There's some uh, strippers in Seattle that are suing over anal cleft. What? Yeah, strippers in Seattle. Where did I see that story? They're suing over the phrase anal cleft because the... Uh, the uh, uh, what's it? Dress code of what these girls are supposed supposed to be a sexy joint, uh, but then the girls are like, "Well, but we're supposed to be able to show something." But you're not supposed to see the top half of the anal cleft, is what they call. It. There's got to be a better term for that. Sounds just, gross, right? Please, it's just what about gl- ass cleavage, g- gluteal cleft. Well, I think they're trying yeah. to speak it in legalese, but that's not the anus. Yeah, the top of your uh, your coin slot is not. Uh... Yeah, whatever. They should just say coin slot. Yeah. Um, hey, by the way, big, big congrats to our boy Olivier uh, yeah. over at the Cavs. And uh, we, I've worked with him with the Lake Erie Monsters. Yep. He has been the uh, voice guy over there at the Cavs at the queue for a long, long time. Um, very talented dude. And he announced that he will become the PA announcer for the Brooklyn Nets next season. Yep. Going to New York. I think he's from Montreal originally. He's Canadian. Mm-hmm. And um, he's the voice that you've heard for over a decade there at the queue. And he's going to the Nets, where he'll be, of course, announcing Timothy Mozgov. Right? It's everyone's dream. Everyone's dream is to be reunited uh, with Mozgov. If so, you're in the PA business, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, you know, and I did uh, the Lake Erie Monsters games the first couple of years that I was here in Cleveland. So I would chat with him a lot. And he was always uh, kind of talking about... Um, you know, expanding what he does. You know what I mean? A lot of those guys are looking to get into voice work and things like that. And and uh, he's a, a talented dude. Yeah, he and was very so, nice when I met him. But they're he's... holding auditions for a new voice, mm-hmm. right? They mm-hmm. are. So if you are a strip club DJ who's got a demo reel, boy, this is the time to get it out there. I say call us up. But see, there's a difference between an arena host and a PA announcer, right? Yeah. Yes. So what, he's the PA now. He's like, and you're Cleveland, you know. Yeah. So the job summary, uh, uh, Poundcake, you should send them something for this. I definitely will. A motivated individual. Is that you? That's you, right? Yes. A motivated individual. Okay. Highly experienced in public address at the professional level. Okay, so not so much. <laughs> I'm on a professional radio show. Uh, one's not the same. Two and a half years going strong. A professional speaking background, yes. Yes. Ability to follow prepared scripts. I can do that if I want Basketball script. game flow. As long as this it doesn't involve starts, Bob Evans. This is where it starts to fall off the cliff. <laughs> Fair enough. 
a fluent knowledge of the sport of basketball is required. Ooh. And we've hit a brick wall. I can learn. I, I know. Well, it's, not a, it's not on-the-job training. They want somebody. See, it's always, in, in most markets, it's a radio guy that does this. or it's. But the way that the, 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 way that the delivery is sometimes... It's more like strip club DJ mm-hmm. than radio guy, you know? Yeah, you got to do the starting lineups, and that's like the moment to shine. So but if you is, could say, like, starting at, Ke- at Power Forward, Kevin Love. This is not, I, this is for PA announcing or student? Stu, uh, PA at public address announcing. He's the PA guy at the queue. I thought he was, when I was doing the He's not just doing like monsters, announcements he, like, hello, everybody. Thank you for coming to the queue to watch a Cavaliers basketball game. No, he, Enjoy he, this he game I thought he was in arena host. The, the Monsters game was an addition, the Monsters thing was an addition to okay, what he does that's for the right. Cavs. Okay, that wasn't so his understand. only thing. Right. Yes. Okay, now I What if they had a female as their new PA announcer? I don't know, we'll see that. Um, announce all player baskets, player fouls. I could do that. Technical fouls. Right, we'll get a tape together. Maybe I will. Do they want my screeching, though? Like, I don't think they would like my voice. No one wants your screeching. That's, oh, there they go! I'm not telling you to screech. I'm just saying, how, how am I supposed to sound like, uh, I, I don't know, like, LeBron James for three! And it's LeBron James! <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you want to hear that going through the queue? Well, this is what I'm saying, though. If you want to have a career in broadcasting or public speaking, you will have to amend your delivery somewhat. But you're not going to have a career talking like this for the next 10 years. No, but there's a difference between talking on the radio and, and announcing to an arena. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, But guys. you need to be, well, right. but you still need the fundamentals, which are thinking on your feet, mm-hmm. processing, speaking extemporaneously, doing it in an articulate manner, in a way that people can understand you. It's even worse in an arena because the sound is so dispersed. Yeah. Here, right. it's all kind of focused and, you know. You have to kind of pierce through that. College degree in broadcasting, communications, or a related field preferred. Mass media communications. Passion for sports and engaging fans in a live environment. See, these are all the things that they put specifically in the job, but nobody's going to have all these. They'll just take somebody that sounds good, can do the job. Yeah, Yeah, people apply to all types of jobs. Four plus years of experience in professional sports public address. Oh, so they want people who've done this before. Specifically. I was going to say, maybe I could submit a demo as Tim. See how that goes. Oh, please. Please do. (laughs) Give us a little Tim. Your starting center is LeBron James. That's not his position. Center? He doesn't play center. What is he? Small forward. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Oh, never mind. I thought he was center. No. Oh. He's not a, he's a small forward? Yes. LeBron James? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, I guess I didn't know that. But I'm not trying to get this gig. You should yeah. know that. You're spending too much time on our Jeff Snapchat. Tristan Thompson is our center. Well, I know he's a center. I thought LeBron was too, but I guess not. Well, LeBron has the ability to play center. If he needs to. Anyway. But he's a small forward. If okay. people want to try to get this gig, uh, it's on the Cavs website under careers. How much is is it offering? Or is that negotiable? It doesn't say. I just want to They're know. not going to tell you that. Usually they say, like, you know, starting salary, depending on experience or something like that. I don't know. I doubt it pays a lot. Usually people that have this gig, they have two or three other things they do. I'm going to read up on the sport of basketball tonight. You don't do it for the... <laughs> He's going to read up on basketball. <laughs> he just Googles basketball. basketball. for dummies. You know what? You do that, and then tomorrow we're going to do your demo here on the air. Yep. So you Please. study up on basketball uh, tonight. We're going to do it at platform. Nope. <laughs> you're going to have a beer in your hand. You're going to do a demo. Yep.
tomorrow, you study tonight. Vacation's over. You study tonight up on basketball, <laughs> and then tomorrow we will expect Pound Cakes Cavaliers PA announcer demo. Wow. And that'll be Make fun myself a note. Because we can have people do it. We'll have people there at platform cheering him on. Well, maybe. You'll see the response. Um, you know what? So One I'm, way or another. I'm going to go out on a limb and tease this as a major programming announcement. <laughs> Tomorrow on the show, put my own big foot in my mouth. Pound cakes. Well, that's up to you. Depends on how much you've studied. Yeah. What if you do well? This doesn't have to be some ten-minute thing. I'm not taking that kind of real estate. What if they hear you tomorrow? What if someone from the Cavs organization hears you tomorrow and and is like, let's book that kid? How many other people would have an on-air audition? Just you. True that. Right. I'm not throwing somebody else on. I think we should all have an audition. So tomorrow, Pound Cakes, <laughs> PA Demo. You can do one, Bill. You audition? Do you can yeah, do I one. Think, I think at least, uh, I mean, you don't want it. You, uh, nope. you obviously don't want it. But Erica has expressed interest. I would love it. It would be revolutionary if they had a girl PA announcer. So you guys want to have competing demos. That's right. Okay. I, I don't, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I will for well, the sake of the bit. Not if you're, nope. I'm not saying that. Not if your heart's not in it. Well, I would love, like, I would... I would love to do something like but that. But you couldn't do your stand-up gigs and this. You'd be doing games all the time. I know. But sometimes you got to make sacrifices in this business. All right. Stop being greedy. I can Listen use the money. Listen to them. <laughs> I love this. I as, though if, as though if anyone yeah. else uh, is, uh, you know. It's between the three of us. Well, I'm not saying that, but I don't even want him to be in the running. He don't need it. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know what he needs. He don't need it. What do you know what he needs? He don't need it. How do you know that? Maybe you don't need it. you got a day job. you got two jobs. I want more. Well, now who's being greedy? You just told him not to be greedy. <laughs> That's the very definition of greed. I, I would prefer. I want more. I would prefer something more related to broadcasting. So, and I have a bunch of people's kids to take care of. You took those on yourself. I know, but I just need money. A bunch of people's kids to take <laughs> care of. because he's greedy. He's kid greedy. <laughs> Give those kids. Yeah. Well, okay. So study tonight, pound cake. So how don't cut, don't. always always a stepdad, never a real dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm asking. So if I, well, don't I'm, show up tomorrow, go. Oh, I didn't do it. Well, no, I, I'm asking in the way that you want it. So should I know all the positions that all the players on the Cavaliers play? And then what? Am I giving like a play them. by play? You should say, you know, you know, Jr. for three. No, you should have those in your back pocket. Here's what here's what you do. You go home. You hit YouTube or something, okay? Mm-hmm. Just watch a bit of game footage and then recreate it. Okay, that's easy enough. Right. Okay. I don't need okay. you to make up a scenario. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, okay, so I have to know all the positions nope. that all the players Use play. That. Nope. And then come up with a fake scenario of what game I'm like trying to emulate. That's, okay. that's making it way too hard for you. Okay. Nope. Okay. I can do that. I'm not trying to make it hard. I just want to hear what it sounds like. I'm idiot. Well, and I'm frankly, not. listen, Dan Gilbert, who's been on this show a few times over the years, right? He may be listening as well. He may go, you know what? Didn't think much of that uh, Cody uh, Pound Cake Brown kid uh, for a while, but I like the cut of his jib. Maybe we'll at least bring him in and uh, you know have, let him audition. Who's um? It's Kimmy Russell, and who's the other guy? That the TV people, the um, the other guy, other black dude. What's his name? The black dude, Austin Carr. Austin, Austin Carr. Carr. I like when he AC goes and, and LeBron James throws the hammer down. That's the best. That's his catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. throws the hammer down. What's the phrase that everyone always uh, quotes? In uh, Major League, they've done it. They've done it. They, like, isn't it when the Indians won the uh, World Series? 
What is the phrase that they say? They've done it? I don't know. Like, they've won it all. The one, I, no one's ever uttered a phrase for the Indians winning the World Series, so I'm not the sure movie, what they though. said. The, the end of the oh, movie. I, I don't know. They didn't win the World Series in the movie. They oh, didn't. right. They just won. Listen, you're, you're overcomplicating things. Just, you, you want a clip of game footage that's mm-hmm. got some highs and some lows, mm-hmm. right? And then you want to recreate that tomorrow. Okay. okay. The follows are a little bit weird when Olivier calls them, because they're just kind of like... They're kind of uh, well, he, housekeeping. They're not like a special announcement. It's just more like foul on J.R. Smith. But he's got yeah. big Canadian shoes to fill. He's got big mucklucks to fill. Maybe Chris Van Vliet could come back. Uh. I don't think that's in the cards for him. Hey, want to <laughs> leave Miami and come back and be a PA announcer? To call fouls. <laughs> to call fouls in Cleveland? He's like, I already left one time. So anyway, so uh, congrats to uh, Olivier. That's awesome. He'll be the new PA announcer for the Brooklyn Nets. Probably be living in Jersey. Next but... <laughs> season. Anybody see Kyrie on... Uh... Oh, <laughs> it is so uncomfortable. What is going on with but this is kid? It, but is it uncomfortable? I yes. love this kid. He's so weird. But it's... he's saying he's a calm dude. Everybody's trying to get some kind of dirt. And he's... Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, who's on fire lately. I think people got tired of going, whatever happened to Max Kellerman? He's been on... I did it. I'm mm-hmm. like, what happened to Max Kellerman? He's been on TV the whole time. So they have Kyrie there. And he's like, I, I don't care if LeBron took it personally that I'm leaving. They're trying to, like, gin up this animosity. And he's not falling for it. He's a smart dude. Yeah. He's like, if you want to be the man, you got to be the man. You got to leave. You gotta go do your own thing. He did not give an answer that is that clear. No, he didn't. And but that's the subtext. They're trying yeah, to make but it complicated. Just say that he could have just said well, he that did. he doesn't want to give him what he they're knows trying, they want. They're trying. They're trying to get him to tell the truth, no. and he's great at dodging the question. They're trying they're, to. They're trying no, to get him to say something. They're trying to get him to say something specific. Well, here I'll play it for you. Did you speak to LeBron James or talk to LeBron James before you, before you and your representatives? met with ownership and let them know that you wanted out? No. Why not? Why would I have to? I'm not saying, no, no, no. I'm not implying that you have to at all. Yeah. But he's the best player in the world. He's a superstar. He's considered the leader of the team. Your teammate, who you speak glowingly and very highly about. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to play there anymore, even though it was a personal decision, chances are, if you don't speak to somebody about it, they might take it personally. Yeah. Do you care about that at all? No. It's his future, his life. Yeah, I think we're getting, we're getting one important thing. Okay, sure. Um, Stephen A., as you sit up here, and Molly is, and Max, yeah. um, as you guys are professionals, um, I don't think that uh, you owe anything to another person in terms of figuring out what you want to do with your life. And it's not anything personal. I'm not here to tirade anybody. I'm not here to go at any particular person or the organization because I have nothing but love for Cleveland. Like I have nothing but love for the times that I spent there. I, there's nothing about that. It just it comes a time where you mature as a as an individual. It's time to make that decision. So what is he not explaining then? Sounds pretty clear to me. I do I like that he use, I do like he turned tirade into a verb. I'm gonna start using that. I ain't gonna tirade you, bro. I like that. <laughs> that was probably the one answer that he gave that was pretty clear. There's a lot in there where He's asking, he's like, I'm not going to bring up a retired player because they're asking about Kobe. And yeah. he's, he, the, 
He was dodging questions. Yeah, but he knows what they want. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like he is an excellent PR person who 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 gave him a script on what to say. Yeah, but Kyrie's no dummy. Like I'm sure he knows what to say. It's his career. Oh, I don't think he's dumb. I just think they prepped him on how to answer questions regarding LeBron. Um, but also, but the memes are great too. They're like, "What do you think about Burger King Whoppers?" He's like, "Why does it have to be a king? There are plenty of (laughs) fantastic meat sandwiches." (laughs) Why is the why? Because he's so laid back. Yes. He's, he's practically uh, sonambulistic there. He's just like, yeah, so anyway. Oh. And Kellerman like, tries laying into him. Yeah. Usually uh, Stephen A. Smith is the bombastic one. Well, anyway. It is National Cheeseburger Day today, mm-hmm. right? Worth thinking about. All those Kyrie videos are up at alancockshow.com. Just consider us your earbuds. Who writes this crap? The, the Alan Cox Show on WMMS. Doing the show live tomorrow in Ohio City at the Platform Beer Company right there, Lorraine and 41st. Going to be trying that new WMMS Rockin' Buzzard Brew that will be available at a store near you very, very soon. I posted all the info for you at the Alan Cox Show Facebook page. Their Walworth Run is this Saturday. That's bands and beer, and it's a lot of fun. So uh, the information for that is all there. There's still tickets available for that. But we'll be live tomorrow at the Tasting Room uh, for the uh, Platform Beer Company. 50th anniversary of WMMS. So this is a little collaboration with Platform Beer uh, to celebrate that. So uh, we'll be trying some of that uh, Amber Lager. And then they're going to roll it out to Giant Eagle and Heinen's, and we'll have the, uh, all the details for you tomorrow afternoon. But if you're in that neck of the woods there in Ohio City tomorrow, stop by, and we'll hang for a bit. It'll be fun. Dennis Quaid on the phone Wednesday talking about his show with his band in October. They're doing a handful of cities. Dennis Quaid and the Sharks. So we'll see uh, what that's going to be all about. Uh, and then Dr. Ryan Berglund will be here on Friday. Uh, for this month's installment of Is It Red? See if you got some weird stuff going on down there. With Kevin Hart. <laughs> well, what's going on Did you see him? Kevin Hart? Uh-uh. You didn't see this? No. So I follow Kevin Hart on Instagram. Did anybody see this? No. I just happened to see this. Okay, so he's apologizing to his wife and his kids on Instagram. And the story comes out that there's video of him. Not It's not a sex tape. But he's rolling around with some chick, like, backstage or something. He's grabbing her thigh. He's got his face in her chest. And Kevin Hart, his wife's pregnant, okay? And his first wife has always said that he's kind of a piece of shrimp. Because she thinks that he was cheating with this, like, pulling the Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. She thinks he was messing around with the new wife while he was still married to her. He said that's not the case. Now, Kevin Hart's whole, that stuff aside... His whole vibe, and he's just a nice guy, family man, trying to do the best he can, right? So he's on Instagram because he did not, he would not be extorted. They wanted money, or I'm going to put this video out. Uh. And he said, screw you. I'm not paying you anything. So he goes on Instagram to apologize to his wife and kids. And, you know, and when these guys do this, it's always like, i got to be better. I'm sorry. Because what you're what, a moment of weakness. That's right. Because what you're really doing is you're apologizing to your fans. Well, you're apologizing for getting caught. That? Yeah. But you're apologizing to your fans. Your wife and your kids don't pay the bills. Mm-hmm. The fans do. And if you're a nice dude and you're supposed you know, there's always been rumors about him doing whatever, but 
He's a tiny guy. Somebody said if his wife really wants to punish him, she shouldn't throw all his crap on the lawn. She should just put it on the highest shelf in their house. Let's put it on top of the fridge. There you go. I'm at a place in my life where I feel like I have a target on my back. And because of that, I should make smart decisions. And recently, I didn't. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to sit up here and say that I am or, or claim to be in any way, shape, or form. And I made a bad error in judgment and put myself in an environment where only bad things can happen, and they did. And in doing that, I know that I'm going to hurt the people closest to me, who I've talked to and apologized to, being my wife and my kids. And I just, you know, it's a moment when you know you're wrong, and there's no excuses for your wrong behavior. At the end of the day, man, I just simply got to do better. But I'm not going to also allow a person to to have financial gain off of my mistakes. And in this particular situation, that's what was attempted. I said I'd rather fess up to my mistakes. I mean, man, if you know you got a target on your back, and you do, yeah. and it's a really tiny, low target, um, then, you know, just... Now, again... So this was, like, not while a he sex was married, tape. though. Well, he's married right now. Yeah, not long ago. This is like relatively new, I think. But okay. the marriage is relatively so, new. That's so the he, point. So <laughs> he's been cheating on her. He didn't her even and try. Someone got a video of it, and they were trying to get him to pay. Well, here's the thing. They both got their clothes on. It's it's like they just are kind of sitting backstage, and, and he's got his hand on her thigh, and he's kind of you know what I mean, like they're playing around. Now. I don't know if that's all there is. I I think if there was something more, you wouldn't lead with this. You'd go pay me, or I'm putting out the sex. But you tape. know what? He would if it were, if it were me, and I knew I did this. They would have to put that tape out. I'm like, okay, I, I would call your bluff. You would have to put it out and embarrass me, and I'll answer you know to my answer any questions later. Yeah, but then but, your wife's pissed that you didn't tell her, and you let other people. Ma- t- I, it does matter. You've never been married. That's precisely but, the kind of stuff where they're like, you know what? If I had found out from you, I would have been pissed, but we would have figured it out. I had to find out from TMZ. You know, That's the kind of stuff that ruins marriages. But it would be pissed anyways because at that point they probably have been married less than a year. Because I remember reading about their wedding. But she's and, pregnant on TMZ. And so, see, the first wife, she was the first one to come knives out here because she's like, "See, I'm vindicated. I told you he was a piece yeah. of crap. And look at this. Didn't even try. Didn't even try. Try I mean, what? To, to stay faithful. You haven't even been married. Well, like, l- you listen, don't have time l- for l- it listen, to get stale. I, I don't. I'm the last person to talk given my history. But listen, I don't know what else the guy was doing. I give him props for going, but again, you apologize to your fans. You you, you deal yeah, with the wife and whatever. the kids later on. I was just telling Bill about this, uh, like last time I gave him like a ride somewhere. We were talking in the car, and I said I changed my position somewhat on cheating because before, when I thought like back in the day, I'm like, if you are a cheater, like I could never forgive something like that. I would never stay with a cheater and something like that. Like I would just, I'm, I know how I am, and I know I'm just a jealous person, but. I'm talking about if I'm married and this is like years down the line and shrimp goes down. Well, but it depends. A month though. into it, it depends. You didn't even try. It depends. And there's levels to cheat. People say mm-hmm. that it's like I will. I would never let my daughter get an abortion until your daughter gets pregnant, and you're walking her over to Planned Parenthood. So until it happens to you, everybody has ideas of what they would do based on how they know themselves. <laughs> but if you've been with somebody for again. Uh, but I just came across this randomly. Mm-hmm. I'm scrolling through Instagram, and here's Kevin Hart's, because he's always posting his videos. Like, yeah, man, go to my thing, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Come to your town, you know, whatever. And this, he looks sullen, mm-hmm. and he's, you know. Do you think there's a way to cheat respectively? Or respectfully? 
No. no. I'm just saying there's levels the of cheating. The very What's... act is disrespectful. Trust saying... me, if there were, every guy on the planet would have figured that but out. But there are levels to cheating. Like, there, if you buy a hotel room with just some thought, then well, that's, some people that's think, one thing. Some people think eating ain't cheating. <laughs> Other people think that having um, flirty <laughs> stuff on social media is cheating. So if it runs, depending on who the person is, it runs a broad gamut. But, and I think of it's easier for some people to accept someone cheating like it was just platonic, just or just, just like sex just sex, mm-hmm. not a, and not affair. a full on affair, a, and not yeah. an emotional affair. Some people feel like that, like an emotional affair, even if there's no sex involved, is sometimes worse. worse. But I'm saying, if would you feel the same if someone were to cheat in a hotel room down the street or in your bed? It, there okay, are levels. Well, yeah, the, they're, Did I pay they're for the hotel bad. room? Ooh, that's a good question. But see, is that a level? Would it make you any more pissed if he paid for the hotel or she paid yeah, for the hotel room? It, I would be way more pissed if I paid for the hotel room that she's cheating in. Will you pay for the bed that she would cheat in? <laughs> see, I, know. I would be mad if my husband cheated on me. Period. I would be more mad okay, so if level. he cheated on me in our bed versus a hotel. Okay. I would be even more pissed if it, he paid for a hotel to have sex with a person, and then if he paid for these this person's like living expenses, wait, and wait, 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 was wait, wait. Oh, you're sex making with some her? big leaps here. <laughs> you would be more pissed if he got a hotel room than if he banged someone in your bed. Because he paid, spend my money. You no, you have said many times you guys have your own money. No, mm-hmm. he's not well, spending your money. Spending his money that he could be spending on me. <laughs> But you've said you have your own money, so you're whatever he does with his money. And if he spends money on his food, do you get mad? You could have spent that money on pizza <laughs> on me. Well, we're talking about I know. cheating I know. here. And by the way, he's spending money on this so that you don't get your feelings hurt. Hmm. Right? Well, nice. if he he's, had sex in my bed. Well, people should. I don't understand these people who get caught in their own bed, in their own house. Yeah. Go, go to neutral territory, Idiots. man. So, again. Driveways. I've never been caught cheating in the act. That that's ridiculous. And if I did, I would lie. What the shaggy? It if wasn't it, me. It defense? wasn't me. Yeah, I would, I would lie. I you would have to show me proof, and even then, I might. Well, still if lie. they walked in on you, that would kind of be visual That'd confirmation. Be proof. I'm yeah. like, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> First of all, let me get out of this guy, honey. It's not what it looks like. <laughs> lost his contact and yeah. then I tripped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. Who left the mayonnaise out in the bathroom floor? Oops, I fell over. <laughs> yeah, if, but if he was caught, if I caught him having sex in our bed, and he had been paying for this lady's expenses but in life, whole, he'd be dead. Uh, but that's a whole other thing. Paying for someone's expenses. Kevin Hart, backstage with some girl, somebody filmed him. And the girl he's with is the one who wanted to extort the money. So clearly she was setting him up. Yep. Mm. He maybe had to, I don't know what the whole story is. I don't really care. But this guy goes on Instagram. I'm really sorry. I got to do better. Please. Because you're trying to get people to still come to your shows. You don't want your reputation to be torpedoed. Well, then that's why you should just be honest about your reputation all along. From the beginning. But But I don't know what his reputation is. All I know is this is a guy who just... Nose to the grindstone, work, 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 because he's trying to stack that cheddar. No, but he's always, he's the overly lovey-dovey about his wife on Instagram all the time. He's like, See, that's always my... a red flag to yes, me. Yes, that's Wait, what, what I'm saying. Whenever someone is like, oh my God, I love my, my significant other so much, they're everything to me. Mm-hmm. To me, that is always like, 
Uh, that's a red flag if they profess love publicly no, for no, their significant it's, it's other? No, no, it's when they overdo it. Yeah, like... Well, how do you overdo it? Everyone, this is my queen, the star of my life. Oh, he also hashtags the hearts all the time. Like, we are the hearts. Heartbeat weekend, hashtag live, love, laugh. Okay, like, come on, dude. But he's a short dude. He's probably knows he's lucky to get some hot chick. Yeah, but he's also rich. Any, like, the biggest comedian in the world. Right, I understand. But if you're a short guy, that's always with you. Short guy syndrome is always with you. No matter how much money. Peter Dinklage, pretty rich guy. Mm-hmm. Guarantee you. Yeah, I said uh, the trailer of this movie is coming out. He's trying to play a detective. I'm like, I see a tiny guy in a suit. Like, I want nothing, you know, but uh, great things for this guy's career, but it's still a tiny guy in a suit trying to solve a murder, which is funny to me. And that's not the emotion they're trying to elicit. He's just. Because just... you can't do anything about your height. You know, you can have hair plugs, you can plastic surgery. And nothing you knew about your height. Just in August, he like posted a throwback photo from their wedding. It's like, happy one year anniversary to this unbelievable wife of mine. Thank you for loving me the way you do. Turning my house into a home. Like, if you weren't like that, then you wouldn't see the juxtaposition of him, you know, feeling up some chick's tatas no, backstage. But I think that's a smart move. Because then if you do slip up, she can go back to all that. She's like, well, he probably wasn't lying to oh, me about God. that stuff. And then there's this photo on his Instagram where they're in the, it's their, their wedding photo. I feel like they're photo. all apologies. In, it's a wedding video, <laughs> and they're in the clouds. They're photoshopped in the clouds together. Well, that's just lame. But, I Barf! Mean, yeah, okay. So you can't, you can't do that. You can't be that guy that's like schmoozy, like, like puppy yeah, but, love. But, but people don't cheat because they don't love the other person. Why there do they pl- cheat then? There no, are I don't plenty think. of good relationships. Somebody just did a big write-up on this in like New York Times, in one of these magazines. They were like, there are good marriages where people cheat. They're mm-hmm. like, not because they're unhappy, not because they're they're like they they love each other, and they're like some people. It's just a thing. So this sometimes notion that's about the thrill. How can that sometimes be healthy? It's about- I'm not they saying it's, it's healthy, healthy, but it's they're that's not a in successful good relationship. That's a thing. I well, don't think our, you can have idea... a good relationship if some if one of you is cheating. That's but not it, a good if relationship. Open, then well, it depends. Listen, every every two people have whatever calculus makes them work, and if somebody's been married for fifty, you know, it's the old joke: the guy's on his deathbed, you know, and the wife goes, "Honey, I feel like I have to come clean here." You know, we've been married for 50 years, and I love you so much. And she pulls out this box, and it's got two peas in it, and it's got $1,000. And she goes, I cheated on you, and I just wanted to let you know because I feel so awful. And he's like, what are the peas for? And she goes, every time I cheated on you, I put a pea in this box. He's like, oh, there's only two peas. He goes, well, what's the $1,000? And she goes, every time I got a bushel, I sold it. Yeah. <laughs> It's an old-timey joke, mm-hmm. but, you know, the guy's on his deathbed. Yeah. And frankly, I thought it would get more than that. I, I, Nevertheless, that's that's my fault. Bushel of peas. Bushel of peas. Every time she got a bushel of peas, oh. she sold it for the money. Ha-ha. Okay. Ha-ha. That's a weird uh, unit to use, is peas. Like, <laughs> it's an yeah. old-timey yeah, joke. Yeah, it is. It's, <laughs> very, it's a yeah. very old-timey joke. I, I don't know. I, you know. Yeah. It's like, why don't you yeah. just go buy peas? Like, who's, who's buying random peas from a lady? <laughs> I just feel like the the ultimate relationship is one built of a lot of trust. And you trust that person, and if you're lying, 
about che- if you're if you're cheating on someone, you're deceiving them. That's that doesn't make a strong relationship right there. The found the very foundation oh, of your relationship every, should be trust. Every relationship has deception in it. Every strong, Certainly, every weak, every relationship. Certainly, but I think that's the ultimate deception. Depends on who you are. It depends on who you are. There are some people that go, if they do it, I don't want to know about it. See, we have a I don't great get those situ- people. Okay, but I'm just saying, that's what works for that person. And so if that's what works for them, that's, you want to talk to Poundcake's brother? Yeah. Hey, Ryan. Hey, how you doing? What do you got? Well, um... My opinion on this situation is uh, a little different. I, I I understand, like, you know, nobody ever wants to uh, be in a relationship where you cheat. But just because you cheat don't necessarily mean that you don't love your wife, you know. Um, you, you're a married guy, Ryan? Yes, I am. <laughs> so are you admitting are something? You, <laughs> are you trying to tell us something? No, no, no. no okay. No. no, I mean, no, no, no marriage is perfect or anything, but... Um, you know, me and my, my wife, we was young when we got married. I got married when I was 20 years old. Yep. Um, you know, but, uh, I have a lot of friends that have been married real young and everything. And, uh, you know, uh, when we going through our problems, I, I, my, my one barber, my, I, I went to a barber. My barber was married for uh, 20 years, beautiful family, kids. And, you know, I asked him, I'm like, man, how do you stay married? so long and you know don't don't get caught i mean mean, don't get don't cheat he said don't get caught so he had to jump off the whole time and and, and i said said, right but 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 the but the but the length of time that you engage in that activity the much higher probability you're eventually gonna get and that's even worse so that's not cheating respectfully that's a long time especially this day and age it's so hard to cheat and get away with it like back in the day like you'd have to write a letter to oh, your yeah. illicit lover you know yeah. my dear how I miss your touch um, <laughs> people yeah, have but, had different but, families and different sides of the country but like, Poundcake you get... your brother is married and you are not he has a different perspective right. his is born out of you know my, my whole situation is um, I mean my, my, my opinion on the thing is like people cheat for all different reasons now I mean I definitely understand like some people are just Hose. selfish and rude. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, other people, uh, and, and I think all, I think all form of cheating comes out of. It is rude. Of, if nothing else, cheating's very rude. <laughs> very rude. You can tell he's my brother, right? <laughs> I asked you to tug me with your elbow length white gloves. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I think all form of cheating comes out of some form of, of selfishness, but uh, I don't think cheating. Like, if they cheat, I don't think it necessarily comes from a place of, like, just not love. Because I, I know people that, you know, can, can cheat and are good good family. I mean, you know, good fathers. Would your, would your wife think that Eaton was cheating, Ryan? <laughs> what, I'm sorry, what? Would your, wife, <laughs> would your wife think that Eaton was cheating? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah right. for sure. Slap, but, slap, um, slapping sounds. All right. Well, okay, I, I got to go here, Ryan, but thank you, brother. All right. Thanks. All right, there's Pound Cake's uh, straight brother, Ryan, who's married. Mm-hmm. Bye, bro. He's got some thoughts on it. Alan, how pissed would Erica be if she caught Ian in bed with Chris Tucker? <laughs> <laughs> Relieved. Relieved. <laughs> uh, at least you know it's true love. That's right. At least this sexual tension would be over. Oh, you it's know? an emotional affair. <laughs> 
from the Final Touch Construction Studios. It's the Alan Cox Show on 100.7 WMMS, an iHeartRadio station. Be all kinds of cosplay going on down there in Canton. Weekend of Comic-Con. And frankly, why not? Everybody wants to be something else these days. Nobody wants to be themselves. And we were on the way back from Detroit, from the wedding, on Sunday, coming back to Cleveland, and we stopped to get some gas. And I, I walk in, because I'm going to get a drink or something, and I stand there, and there's a girl at the back. She's It's a long line. She's the last one in line. I get behind her, and she's dressed like an elf. She's tall. She's got blue hair. She's got the pointy ear prosthetics. Hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm not waiting in this line behind an elf. <laughs> Everybody wants to be something else. Something I, else. I, I'm a wood nymph. Something elf. You got damn right, Erica. <laughs> Are you sure you weren't in the wrong line all along? Maybe that was the elf checkout. No, I wasn't. <laughs> she was holding a sprite. <laughs> um, yeah. Everybody wants to be something else. Yeah, I don't know why it's that so is. It's so weird to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of hot cosplay. But it's like agency models that they put in a Supergirl outfit. You know what I mean? I have friends of mine, a good friend of mine, has done radio for a long, long time, and she's on a show in L.A. And she's, she's older than me. Oh, and she shoots her jeans wide open for Harry Potter, and it's, oh, the, oh, I'm going to be a, a, a sprite this weekend or whatever. I'm like, God damn. I mean, whatever makes you happy, truly, whatever makes you happy, but everybody wants to be something else. Or maybe people like I'm to a wolf. have fun. Is that fun? Gluing for them? Glu- well, okay, that's what I'm saying. I just, it's still silly. It's silly. I, oh, I'm, I think they're aware that I'm, it's silly, but it's fun. Maybe I'm that's an escape. Of it. Yeah. No, I, I, by definition, I get it. I'm not confused about where it all comes from. It's still silly. Oh, I, uh, I want to be a wolf. Let's go oh, have some, okay. Let's go have some non-silly fun, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> let's have some nice straightforward fun. Well, do any of you guys? Do any fun. of you guys dress up for no. Halloween? No, but that's different. I'm talking about cosplay. People that spend like serious money to get no, costumes. No, but I know some people and... that do. Like I know people who go to those um, Renaissance fairs and they take it very seriously. And again, and a lot of them like to make the stuff. Like they'll whatever... make it, and so building it and crafting it is part of the excitement of doing you can, it. Listen, you Warp. can you can do whatever you want to do, but I can also call it silly. All right, we're not talking about gay stuff right now. No LARP. Live action. We know what LARPing is, yeah. (laughs) When I lived in Ohio City, I was getting onto the highway one time. I'll never forget. And I turn around the corner. It was over by the Nestle plant. Getting on a 90 West. And then the front yard of this house that's right by the highway, it was full of LARPers. Middle of the day. They're just in the front lawn, grown men and women. They got tinfoil swords, and they're dressed like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I'm like, wow, I would love... If I had seen that before I rounded the corner, I would have uh, stayed on the street and taken a picture, but... I was confused LARPing and felching. Oh. One of them tastes awful. How do you know? I've heard stories. 
heard a rumor. But again, it's it's you know, so I'm behind this girl. I'm like, okay. You don't like you don't like Don't tell me what I don't like. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm telling you what I don't let like. Let me make let me make an analysis here. Uh, uh, uh an educated guess. You do not like adults engaging in childlike behavior. That's true. But I think it's silly. You have done just that. What's okay. That? When we went to Comic-Con he was Princess Leia. True. He can't find Princess Leia. Right. We did the show and ha ha ha, I'm dressed up like Princess Leia. <laughs> and you were Obi-Wan. <laughs> ha, right. Ha, ha. right. Ha ha ha. Right. But, and again, you know, that when we did Comic-Con, there were all kinds of fans of the show. And obviously I would not tell them to their face, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> because I get it. It makes you happy. You put the work in. You do what you want with your life and your money and whatever. But it's... And, and again, I am partial to superheroes, so I get like the, hey, I'm Batman thing, mm-hmm. you know, cool. I have a friend that But makes- it's people that are like, they genuinely don't want to be what they are. There's a lot of people out there. So like they're that. like, I am, I identify with the night woodwinds of the lichens. <laughs> You're like, okay. I mean, <laughs> cool, man, but you know. But there is that sti- escape to you, it. Tomorrow, you will still go to work at Subway. <laughs> and I bet not dressed as a wolf. They might have a little tail sticking out. You want to impress me? Go live the life. Go live in the woods. Go eat grubs. Go bark at the goddamn I'm sure moon. Some people do that as well. Go, nah, not doing that. They're uh, walking around. Are. They're walking around the civic center. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, Chief. What's the? I'm Master Chief. Yeah, they have the backstory. That's really impressive. And the, the costumes are impressive. The people who put the work into these costumes, impressive. Yeah. But. I kind of let those people off the hook because I think those people go to Comic Cons, make a bit of money. Yeah. This girl waiting in the line was not making a living as an elf. I don't know. I have a friend that makes serious coin dressed up as like Batman. He has like all the superhero costumes. Then good for that. And also he does charity work. He goes like uh, children's hospitals and stuff too. Well, that's great. You don't get paid for that. But what I'm saying is, I don't know how you separate yourself from all of the other Batman. Or the all the other jokers. How do you go? I'm the best joker. His costume's legit. You can tell. They have to go by era. They go, Oh, I'm Cesar Romero Joker. I'm Heath Ledger Joker. Sure. I'm Nicholson Joker. Nobody's gonna be Leto Joker because it's lame. No, there's so, plenty of people doing that. They are? Oh yeah. Because there's a that's younger generation lame. that really likes that look for the Joker. I, I younger don't. generation, it just came out. I know, but I like the it. younger kids, they like it. It's a Hot Topic Joker, and that sucks. Right. By That's defini- why the kids like it. Uh-huh. By, kids aren't going to Hot Topic. And by <laughs> definition, it sucks. Yeah, they are. Really? Yes. yes. Dude, the last two times I was in a Hot Topic, it was empty. There was no one in there. Where did you go? I mean, you, when did I go? Who cares? But I'm saying well, there's certain, certain times, times of the day. day. Yeah. Okay, it's... middle of a Saturday in a mall, there was no one in there. I'm telling you, they're still printing money in I Hot was, Topic. Yeah. Okay, I'm just telling you, the last two times I've been in with my daughter. To because look. what other anti-store is there? There's not. <laughs> There's Journey. I don't Spencer's. know. Spencer's. But that, Spencer's. You can't get clothes at Spencer's except for like clothes. gag gifts. Yeah. There's you know? some clothes there. Well, if you want some a weed t-shirts, t-shirt, yeah, you know. <laughs> hey, oh, where can I get a dirty t-shirts? Where can I get a weed t-shirt? Oh, you want to get over to Spencer's Gifts? Mm-hmm. Get a hat that says "Sit on my face." Right. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. I'm just saying. Last. Uh, okay, so if the kids are still going to Hot Topic, they are. Then, okay. I remember I was going through my. It face. was a. It were. It was a ghost town. Last couple times I've been in there. Wow. So, apparently Saturday afternoon at a mall, not a peak time. Who knew? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was just your presence. Maybe they were out LARPing. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
can I get next Saturday off? I gotta go LARP. I do think it's funny, like, the people that get all in those costumes and everything, and then you just see them, like, texting. You know? Like, I, I, I that's went what to I'm the, saying. Well, that's one of the that, commit to the bit. Yeah, I went to that the Mansfield uh, Haunted Prison. I go there every year, and they have some really, like, done up, very, like, Hollywood quality makeup on some of these people. But, you know, they're, like, on their smoke break, you know, just, mm-hmm. like, checking their phone and, like, smoking a cigarette. I'm like, well, you're not as scary anymore because you're sitting there just being a regular dude, but you're in costume. Yeah, it turns out the one I was messing with was not a person in a costume. It was a real police officer. <laughs> <laughs> when he slammed him against a hood and said you're under arrest, Bill's like, wow, you're really good at this. <laughs> you're doing the whole thing and everything. Method acting. Wow. Tubmanlaw.net. <laughs> He's really, really committing to the whole thing. Now, will you ever return to the scene of the crime? Yeah, I don't care. Oh. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. Do you feel like you need to return to redeem yourself? If we have to go down there for something, I would, but I'm not. I'm not a, actively avoiding it. Like if I if I go down, I don't feel a need to go back and be like, "I look, I was able to stand in line with no incident." <laughs> Kids, right over there is where Dad got pepper sprayed <laughs> right in the face. How just do you make, like that? Just make sure your phone's charged. That's all. <laughs> That's yeah. all. Hopefully by then I'll have Pound the... Cupcake's there with an extra battery. <laughs> I'll have the iPhone X and it'll be nice and... I'm waiting uh, for that. Yeah. I'm getting it. I'm getting the iPhone X. Me too. You The $1,000 phone? Getting the iPhone X. Why? Because I'm due for an upgrade and it's been a long time since I've upgraded to like the best one. But what's it going to cost you? $1,000. I'm doing like the, the monthly the... plan. I won't pay $1,000 up front. No, but you'll spend the next two years paying for your phone. But I keep I keep my phone for at least two to three years. So it makes the perfect perfect sense for me. Yeah. I, okay. I've had my iPhone 6 for going on three years. Yeah. Over three years at this And I point. assume by the time they do the next one next year. Well, you got to keep it because you're paying for it for the next well, three yeah, years. Well, yeah, but I... Yeah, but they give you options to upgrade and like there's there's a whole... There's things you can do. I got the it's same like thing, but I'm like, I'm not... Paying a goddamn thousand. Fuck. I get it. Phones are mini computers now. Yes. I'm, I'm not saying that's. I'm always on it. I'm not saying that that's like. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Sometimes I use my, I phone, use my phone more than my laptop these days because, like, you, now that you can watch like videos, you can, you know, do Edit a lot video. of editing on your phone. So much on my phone, and I need a newer one. I will miss the headphone jack because I do use it pretty regularly. I you can get the it. lightning adapter though. For I the, know, but yeah. then you just gotta have that that thing with you all the time. Yeah. But um, it's all right. I, I assume the next the next phone that's going to come out, they're going to have that technology, the face recognition. So I might as well just have it now, because if I'm going to have the phone for two or three years, mm-hmm. Alan, I've totally had to ask to get the day off so I could play dress up with other nerds and hit them with sticks. <laughs> yeah, okay. Listen, it's to each his own. Yeah, that's right. I think it's if that's what's fun for you and that's what gets you through the day, pretending to be a, a wolf man and going and fighting with people. Yeah. Go for it. If, that, if that's what I think, per- a lot of the costumes are really cool. Okay, but I am still a human person, so at least sure. talk to me as though you're okay. not. A, as oh, you're, though- <laughs> you're a robot cosplaying as a human person. I know. I know. <laughs> screw my face off. Yeah. You know, my wife has tried numerous times to screw my face off. Thank oh, yeah. you, honey. Uh, hi, yeah. Um But uh, you know, I am a person, so. Don't address me as though I think you're a wolf. I know you're not. Are people doing that? That's what I, I, it's happened. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm okay. No, I have the commitment Dude, to the bit. We're the both character. in line yeah, at you're... Chipotle, all right? <laughs> Which, well, by the way, no. Th- out of the blue last night, right? Out of the blue. Hey, you know what sounds good? Chipotle bowl. Oh. I have been in the bathroom all day today. Never really? again. Never again. 
But maybe because you're just your diet's not used to it. You Pardon me, had- rice and beans and chicken. <laughs> yeah, my diet's beans. not. I know the difference. But I, my musical bo- fruit. My body can handle. It's not that. It turned me upside down. If man. you haven't had something in a long time, and then you go and you go and enjoy and indulge, then yes, you probably. Won't. How is it indulging to get a bowl of vegetables, rice, and beans? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't give me. Trust that. me, my body doesn't can give me that perfectly. Uh, okay, I'm just saying. No more for me. I did try the queso. I keep I, down. I keep giving them chances, and they keep turning me over and trying to shake me for change. <laughs> no more. No more. Well, I'll leave that to more, you guys. More for me. How was the queso? Have it. Um, people are saying they don't like the queso. I actually find it quite delicious. Like yeah, so, you probably gave them bubble gut. It kind of tastes like a mix between cheese and sour cream together, which mm. is why I like it. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> You look annoyed. Yeah, no, whatever. I'm, you know. <laughs> He's so buttered. Literally. I am literally buttered today. That's right. It's like I'm sitting on battery acid today. Oh, Jesus, I'm telling you. Every time I, I take another shot over there, they show me why I stop going. Hi, Ryan. Hello. What's up? Um. Well, for the record, I had the queso, and it's not. I could barely taste it. Um, but that's not really why. I oh, good for you! It. You could barely taste it. What does that mean? I, it, it, it just kind of blended in with all the other crap in there. Well, you have it's a, it's a you should eat it separately. It's a separate item. It's a dip with yeah, a chip. You have a chip with it. Yeah. By the way, for yeah, the I, just as an aside here, I would much rather talk to somebody who thinks they're an elf than these guys who think they're Civil War generals. <laughs> Please use live ammunition, those people who do that. Please. All right? So there is strata of cosplay. And you, okay, well, anyway, go ahead, Ryan. Well, you're about to get your wish. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, Stonewall Jerkoff over here is on the phone. Yeah. Uh, I am a cosplayer, and it's more of an escape for me because I get to co- – I shouldn't say get to, but I do cosplay as female characters, and it's – does that mean that you you, you do a drag show? Not that's female not cosplay. Oh, well. Do you have, find... we, have we talked to Ryan before about this? Ryan, have yeah. you called in before? I have. Yeah, I we've talked to Ryan before about, about this. Right. Doing the cam show, but that's cross dressing. That's not really. Co- you're calling it cosplay as a woman because that probably sounds cooler. No, no, no. It, I do female characters from video games and anime. And... <laughs> Now that's a new level. Like you're not yeah. just cosplaying, you're cross dress cosplay. But you do that with their full knowledge, correct? Erica, yes, it's called yeah. crossplay. Crossplay. Oh, excuse me. That's great. I would have you I would have you use the proper vernacular. Wow. Um, Humanity is an amazing organism, isn't it? I hate the us. things that get No, it's great. There are days where I do where I go, you know what? I hope this all explodes tomorrow. But then there's other times you're like, it's amazing. Yeah. The things people do and want to do and can do. And if, if you're doing something weird, but it keeps you from shooting up a movie theater, I'm down with your weirdness. Right. I could get down with some cosplay if it means you're not going to be a psychopath. Now, the worst kind of cosplay is when you dress up as Bill Cosby. That's the kind of cosplay you don't want. Because <laughs> the blackface is offensive and you're drugging well, girls. So many levels, yeah. So many levels. Don't do that kind of cosplay. Or Dave well, no. Cosplay, frankly. You know, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Dave Cos on the new Foo Fighters album. I saw that. Yep. Ah, that's the so they're doing cosplay. Making a cos back. That's right. Because they were teasing that they had a giant pop star on this album, so there you go. <laughs> now it's Timberlake. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dave Cos, although he is a huge pop star. 
K O Z P O P. That's not coincidental. <laughs> All right, thank you, Ryan. I, I will let you get back to uh, shoving your fake boobs into some I unsuspecting. Uh, yep, yeah, good do, for you. Do whatever makes your heart smile. You've literally found your niche, and uh, I wish Quite you nothing but the best. Um, hey, Asel. Alan, how are you, my friend? What's going on, sir? Hey, I will tell you, though, and, and by the way, mega glockenspiel to Erica. <laughs> I do agree with her. Okay. For what? Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm dragging that up from the past, long time ago. Okay. But anyway, I was involved in these pagan festivals for like a decade. Yep. And Erica's not kidding. These people go all into the tune of hundreds of dollars and who knows how much. Because they're into, like, the Greek method, 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 mythology. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we had a dude, I mean, he was pan. And, I mean, he looked like he walked off a Hollywood set. He had the furry haunches with hooves, and he had the horns. That he was a goat guy. like they were growing. Yeah, He's playing guy. those stupid pipes. Ugh. Exactly. Does this guy <laughs> with pan? had a woman who was the good witch from the Wizard of Oz, and I mean, she looked like she just walked out of the movie. Full regalia. Okay, but let me ask you this. Are you guys in the woods? Does it at least end in everybody having sex? Because that would get me there. I mean, if it's just walking around, I guess my uh, thing is if you're going to dress up, why doesn't it end with sex? Well, I will tell you, there was a group called the Church of All Worlds, and of course there was a little bit of that going on. Sure. And there was another, the the fairyland with those wacky people, and they got the they got the butterfly wings strapped to their back somehow. Right, and, the circle and sanctuary all and all that, the, the Aquarian uh, Tabernacle Church, all those groups. Oh yeah, but yeah. I'll tell you who's really hot. Who? It's the blue sparkle fairy from the paper towel commercial. <laughs> you fairy. <laughs> The sparkle fairy from the paper towel commercial. <laughs> yeah, wow. I would, I would Said one person ever. It's bathroom cosplay. You fairy. Right. Okay. Thank you, Asel. I got to move on here. Here's a question for you. We've gone yes. down a dark road. A very, very like dark it. path. Is it, fairy. is it cheating if you're in cosplay? Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying it all together. Yeah, you're not yourself, so then you're like, I was just playing a part, and you know, uh, in this part, uh, slick move. the blue fairy, you know, has to consummate their marriage to the grand wizard this of whatever. Grand wizard? <laughs> oh, they've really crossed over. Yeah. When you said you were blowing the pipes of Pan, that's not what I thought you meant. <laughs> Uh, hey, Greg. Hey there. What's up? Yeah, I'm one of those uh, those LARPer types that you were uh, talking about running. Oh, into. good for you. You weren't on the front lawn of that house in Ohio City a couple of years back, were you? No. Love to pick not, your brain. But, uh, okay. Every weekend uh, out in Lakewood, we have practice, and then we get together. Practice. For, uh, what are you practicing it's, for? Having friends. It's, it's, a full, it's basically a full contact sport. It's, it's the like LARP before the LARP. Something. Like, they're, I mean, they're constructed out of uh, foam and stuff, but it's a, otherwise a, a full contact sport. And Is I mean, this is this co-ed? Yes. It ain't a sport. Is right. this in lieu of significant others, or what is this? No, there's actually my best friend. Uh, he and his uh, he and his fiance fight uh, together as a couple. How do you so, how do you win? Are there like you get like points? You for... Don't participate. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, there are for like you're so if you you get hit in the limb, you you lose the limb. If you get hit in the body, you die. If you 
you lend your debt. So, so it's is, like it's like a like a regular like, joust. It's just a fresh wound. <laughs> Come on, you pansy. <laughs> uh, no, it you isn't. Bite your legs off. Yeah, no, it isn't. All right, well, listen, you like doing it, right? How long you been a LARPer, Greg? Um, so I've been doing this particular one for uh, about three years off and on, and I've kind of, uh, like, total been doing it for about five or so, six years. So, okay, so so you guys are a group of people who do it. Do you set a scenario? Uh, is it the beginning of this LARPing season? I don't know how this breaks out. And you go, okay, let's all pick a character, or... Is it a free for all? No, it's not really. It's not really a scenario. Like you, you have a name, which is more like I don't know. It's kind of like a nickname. What's or your LARP about. name? What's your name? I my name is Skaga Skolson. So like, I'm Skaga Skolson. Yeah. Um. And what does so that yeah. mean? And it's native Norwegian. Uh. So not the guy who played Pennywise. <laughs> that was Bill Skaga Skolson. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is Bearded Son of the Bard, translated from uh, Old Norse. Bearded Son of the Bard. Yeah. Okay, oh. gotcha. So you guys are like doing the Thor thing, the Norse thing? A little bit. Like, there's, so there's actually not a whole lot of, like, people, they come up with a name and loosely a persona to it, but it's not really acting. It's not really, it's more of a, a full contact sport in a sense. So, like, okay. some people put together, you know, kits based on Romans or Vikings or... Uh, some people go more fantasy, and they'll do, like, orcs. and. How do you determine who wins? Like that. Is it last orc standing? How do you determine who wins? Well, there are different battles in there. Like, so it's, like, capture the flag. Like, you're basically, like, each team has a flag that you're trying to, to capture, and, you know, you're fighting, or, yeah, there'll be, like, last man standing. Are there or, levels uh, of LARPers? Like, are you, like, you know, master LARPer, or, like... Grand wizard. Amateur LARPer? King virgin. Not really. I mean, there, oh. there are... There are ranks that people take, but they're more. It's like a combat. Is there like larpist? Like you have to beat like, you know, four people like four Some on one. LARPs against their will. <laughs> wow. When's your next LARP? Uh, actually, we are having an event this weekend out in Wellington, Ohio. Is of it open to? It is it open to spectators? Um, so this is like a a camping uh, event that we have, and we have a feast on Saturday night. But, is is uh, it is yeah, it mutton and like, mead? Is it mutton and honey wine? Um, I there will be plenty of alcohol, and uh, I believe we're getting like a keg of strongbow or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, See, that's the best. Just like in the Middle Ages. <laughs> yeah, you don't right. go full tilt with it. I mean, you are adults. Well, if they were going to do it like they did back then, you know, the the it would ferment and spoil and mead you know. and yeah. Oh, I mean, there are people that that brew their own meat and stuff. Or like they're like the larger. Uh, Events have like meat contests and, and things wow, like that. Wow, look at for, that. Uh, for brewing. You know what? Everybody has a hobby, though. Like, everyone has like a weird hobby. Hey, if you could be out with your friends. I have some weird hobbies. You know? Bang a girl in a Valkyrie helmet on a Saturday night. What's the matter <laughs> hey, with that? Hey, at least they're getting out and being physically active. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, they are. Instead of sitting on their couch, they are. Another ringing endorsement. You're an idiot. Your show sucks. And you've proven that many times. For the Alan Cox Show. Stupid. On 100.7 WMMS. Doing the show live tomorrow afternoon, starting at 3 in Ohio City from Platform Beer Company, from the big tasting room there at Lorraine and 41st. They are rolling out the WMMS Rockin' Buzzard Brew, which we'll have on hand. Tell you how you can get it, that your giant eagles and your heinens and your whatnots. Uh, it's to uh, celebrate the 50th anniversary of WMMS. So very 
uh, cool a collaboration with pa- uh, Platform Beer Company. So tomorrow, uh, we'll be doing the show live from there starting at 3. If that's your neck of the woods, you want to come by, uh, do that. And then they're doing their big Walworth run. That's when they will officially release the beer. It's bands and beer and a whole big thing they're doing on Saturday. Uh, tickets and info for that I posted at the Alan Cox Show Facebook page. Uh, what else this week? Dennis Quaid will be on the phone on Wednesday talking about his band coming to the Hard Rock. On October the 1st, Dr. Ryan Berglund will join us on Friday. And the third and final Alan Cox Show bar crawl of 2017 is going to happen a week from Friday. The 29th will go back to Cam's Corners. We'll do four spots in four hours, uh, as custom dictates. So we'll start at uh, 8 o'clock. Over at the public house, we'll go to West Park Station, backstage, in PJ McIntyre's. That'll take care of us from 8 to midnight, all courtesy of Medelo Espacial. So join us uh, for that, if you see fit. Hey, Just Amy. Hi, Alan, how are you doing? What's going on, baby? Hey, can I brag? Can I be a mom braggart for just a second before I go into what I was going to talk about? Go a mom braggart. Yeah, of course. What? A mother braggart. Sure. A mother okay, braggart. So my daughter, who's in high school, just won her second tennis match in a row tonight. 6-2 tonight and 6-all yesterday. Okay, I, that's good. Yeah, I, I don't know tennis scores. but Yeah, well, 6 nothing. That, I mean, that's 6-love. Yeah. Is that 6-love? Well, I don't know. <laughs> in high school, they don't really do the love. It in normal in normal tennis they would, but in high school they don't. And where does mm. she go to school? She goes to Woodridge. All right, sir. Is that a hoity-toity school? Um, no, it's a it's a it's just a um, what do you call it? Like public school. Public school. Um, okay. Well, congratulations kind of to her. Kind of Falls and Stowe area, like down down towards Akron. Okay. Well, congratulations to her. Thank you. Um, So I wanted to make sure that we differentiated between the pagan LARPers and the regular pagans. Oh, we must do that. I assume he wasn't talking about the motorcycle club. He was talking about actual pagans. (laughs) No, but listen, there are people who do the LARPing with the pagan names, and then there are actual pagan people with pagan names. Um, but they do not do LARPing. It, they're too... Right, they're all praying to trees and... Yeah. yeah. Well, and you asked if it all ends up to be sex. And the pagan festivals I went to are usually clothing optional. Yeah, that's why so, you go. Yeah, well, yeah. I never go... I don't go naked because there's bugs and stuff. <laughs> and I don't, want, I don't want to sit on bugs. That's right. Right. Um... But other people do, and I've seen them sit on surfaces that just make me cringe. Uh, yeah, and frankly, I think your daughter's going to start losing games, Amy, if she's got that image in her head. So, yeah, she's had that image for years. So, oh boy, oh, are you? Are you? Yeah, her, but I've raised her that the human body is just the human body. It's not. It's not sexual unless you make it sexual. and That's why she's so good at tennis, because every time she just visualizes the ball as the image of her mom naked. <laughs> Get out of here! Well, she, doesn't, she doesn't see me naked. I don't go naked. That's gross. Like I said, that's gross. There's bugs. I don't want to... Yeah. Do, do oh, you yeah. still... Uh, was this pre-kids you were going to pagan festivals, or do you still do it? No. Uh, well, I don't still do it, because I'm a little too old for that kind of thing. 
but it was not from what I've seen. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And it's always the people you don't want to see naked are always the ones who insist on being that way. And the ones you want to see naked never take their clothes off. That's just how it goes. Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've done shows at nudist colonies before. We go to the Hippie Hollow. We're in Austin, a nude beach. We'll run around. And, yeah, the people who nobody's going to ask them to take off their clothes, so they got to do it. You know? You know what? I, I went to one, and it was it was a really stormy like week or whatever, and it dropped. It actually dropped down to forty degrees, and I swear this woman, who I mean, God love her, she must have been three hundred pounds, whatever, whatever shape and size you are, God loves you, Goddess loves you, whatever. But you, she God was is. naked, and I thought she's only naked because she can be. It's forty degrees. What is wrong with you? You crazy woman. Good for her. I like people who say, screw you, elements and societal mores. <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you, Amy. Uh-huh, you guys have a good night. All right, there's just Amy, who is proud of her daughter uh, for winning uh, two tennis matches in a row. Good for her, right? Yep. It's always proud mom. Sports. It's exciting. Yeah. Hey, speaking of parents, Country Chris is having another kid, right? What? Aren't you having another kid? Yeah, as a matter of fact, just found out uh, about a week and a half ago. Country I Chris, we were going to be together, Chris. What Country Chris is procreating again. Well, hey, that's all right. You know, I'm, I'm always down to go with polygamy. So, <laughs> yeah, two wives. Let's deal with multiple women at one time. <laughs> what a Sounds nir- fun. What a nirvana that'll be. <laughs> right. Go work on your pullout game first. Two women, four kids. Let's go. Right. Well, I was reading a thing. The, I was reading a thing the other day that the pullout method is is back in a big way. You I'm know? a fan. Used to be pull and pray. <laughs> really, the pullout? Yeah. No, thank you. I will wrap that stuff. And uh, I got too many friends who were born because their dad pulled out. And clearly, it didn't work for Country Chris. You got to be quick. Oh, yeah. No, you got to be quick. Yeah, you got to be quick. Apparently, I was a little too inebriated that night. My yeah. Uh huh. Man. Right. But, uh, no, I was going to say, the, uh, the, I've never cosplayed, but I've done, I used to do a lot of Civil War reenactments. I did uh, some of the revolutionary reenactments, and then I did my sisters into it, some of the medieval stuff. And man, I, I don't know how much, I, you know, I'm not dressing up as like fairy tale stuff, but man, that stuff's pretty cool, dude. Because we actually, like, during the Civil War reenactments, we actually went out there and camped. And used the N word. We ate all the food off the, like, cook it off the fire. I rode horses in it, so we would actually go camp out in the woods off of just like some creek, you know, in the middle of nowhere. For like, were you? For, I, I assume you were fighting for the Confederacy, Chris. No, actually, I did both. Um, oh, I'm sure did you did. The blue and the gray. The yeah, the historical, because we would go with a lot of stuff. Like, I've been to Gettysburg, Shiloh, been up to a couple in, like, lower Illinois. Yeah. Um, and, you know, especially down south, not a lot of people are like, I'm going to fight for the Union. So a lot, like some of us would just be like, well, you know, none of y'all are going to do it just for the sake of whatever, you know, we'll put it on. I had both uniforms, but it was more or less just fun. I was young and man, I got so many chicks from that. It was unbelievable. Sure. My early uh, manhood was uh, developed in the Civil War Revolution. What woman <laughs> wouldn't get turned on by a guy in a gray wool matted flea bitten uh, general's coat in the middle of summer? <laughs> in the middle of summer, you time. see my Mason Dixon line? <laughs> oh, God, it was awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I got to go, but congratulations. 
All right, thanks, guys. All right, there's Country Chris, who's going to be a dad again. Yeah, the pull-out method has doubled since 2002 as birth control. Well, it does work. Feels great. Not if all the you time, do it right? What do you need? Well, it everything for? works if you do it right, but pull-out is basically, you know. I'm just saying, I, I'm assuming it feels great. People don't want to wear condoms. That's the whole point of not wearing a condom is because they want the real feeling, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, but okay. uh, listen, mm-hmm. I'm not insensitive to the fact that people don't want it, you know, but it's not like I've never pulled out, but you got to you, you gotta agree. There has to be an agreed upon uh, deposit <laughs> spot, you know, <laughs> you got to know where that's going to be. Can't yeah. be in a wicker wastebasket, you know, no. the very last thing you feel like doing is doing that move. Yeah. Well, it's not the best, but yeah, then you have to have someone that's agreeable to the deposit spot. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of times at the very last minute, they'll go, don't worry, don't worry, just go. I'm like, uh, no, yeah. are you crazy? That has never been said by me. False pretenses. <laughs> I've never been like, eh, see what happens. Why am I ar- the one arguing for not leaving it in all of a sudden? Yeah. You've really put me in an uncomfortable position. I'm the one, like, in our relationship that's, like, militant about making sure we're being careful. I'm like, nope, that doesn't go there. Oh, I dated somebody who was on the pill and I, Use I wanted to wear a condom. I oh, was a condom guy anyway, but I dated yeah. somebody who was on the pill and did not dissuade me from wearing condoms. I'm like, cool with me. I, I, my husband still wears condoms a lot too. So, I mean, I just, I don't, I just don't want a kid right now. And I don't want a freaking surprise child either. I don't want like an oops. Surprise no, child. <laughs> no. That would, this fall to CVS. <laughs> I'm already freaked out enough about potentially becoming a mom at some point. To have it happen when I'm not planning to have it happen would would throw me for a friggin' loop. Yeah, but you got to get ready real quick. Mm. Well, I would lose my mind for just a while. Yeah. I, I but would, then you'd figure it out. I'd be pissed off at myself, too. Because I, I like to plan for things. I don't like <laughs> crap to sneak up on me. Well, you have you would have good friends that would, like, you know... Uncle Poundcake yeah, over here would be more than happy to babysit. I, I, yeah, I would. Yeah, okay. I'd probably be the one that ends up raising it anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're raising everyone else's kids. My always a dad. What'd you say? Always, always a stepdad, step never a dad. dad. <laughs> oh, boy. One of these days. One of these nights. Anybody watch the Emmys? Uh, snippets. I didn't no. watch the whole thing. I wasn't going to watch, and then I started to. Those award shows, they don't, you know. And this year, the Emmys were pretty wild because Colbert hosted, so you knew it was going to be a lot of Political. Trump stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, you know, the it's raw meat for people who hate this. It's like, it's a bunch of liberals. But people know that going in. I mean, if you're a Trump fan, you're hate-watching the Emmys. Sure. Right? You, you know exactly what's going on. And it was early in the telecast where they rolled Sean Spicer out. So you didn't watch, nobody watched this? I didn't this watch this any part. of it. So uh, Colbert's doing a bit, and he goes, I think this might be the biggest crowd we've ever had at the Emmys. I'll play here for you. What me. really matters to Donald Trump is ratings. you got to have the big numbers. And I certainly hope we achieve that tonight. Unfortunately, at this point, we have no way of knowing how big our audience is. I mean, is there anyone who could say how big the audience is? Sean, do you know? So he rolls out on a podium, like Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. That's funny. And they cut to her, and everybody's flipping this out. This will be the largest audience to witness an Emmys, period, both in person and around the world. Wow, that 
really soothes my fragile ego. Anyway, so a lot of different reactions. I thought it was friggin' gross to roll Sean Spicer out. I thought it was really gross to roll him out. I know they were going for the joke. I thought it was super tone deaf. Because all these people, they're always bitching and moaning about when he was working for Trump. Coastal mm-hmm. elites, liberal elites. And then it's all these photos of him backstage. James Corden's kissing him on the cheek. I'm like, man, yeah. F you. He just fakes the funk while he's in the administration. It was for and the now job. it's yeah. a free for all. Yeah. He wants a book. We're supposed to be wants- laughing at you, not with you. But I didn't like it. We're laughing a- at him. The He's look on buffoon, Melissa McCarthy's man. face is like, well, I mean, he is a douchebag. I portrayed him, but well, here he is. A, so a friend of mine was at the Emmys. So she posted a photo of herself at her dinner table at the reception when the Emmy dinners or whatever. And Spicer was at the table next to her, like when their backs were together. So she was trying to get her date to kind of surreptitiously take this photo. Yeah. But he saw the flash, so knew what was going on. So like her photo was her making this weird face and Spicer's grinning from ear to ear. Yeah. So all these, you know, they love hanging out with celebrities, and but I just thought it was real gross. This guy was a pro- aggressive professional liar. This guy pushed conspiracy theories and all kinds of fakakta nonsense for months, and now they're rolling. I get it. I get that it's a it's a funny cameo move or whatever. He's a good actor, but man, and I just thought acting, it was weird. Just like all they and, are. I actually do think, though, by him doing that, like going out there and doing that, um, it kind of spits on the administration. You know, it's just kind of like a slap to their face because, like, it, it shows them that he was just doing what he needed to do to stay But employed. so far, he's been the only guy that's done that. Everybody Scarlucci, else, same thing. But every one of those guys who leaves is too piss poor scared to say anything about their former employer. Spicer's the only guy to be like, but he, but he was just, gr- I don't I know. know. I, know. I thought it was really, really lame. I saw a lot of tweets. Like, I didn't see it actually happen. I was watching something else and kind of flipping. But um, I saw a bunch of tweets saying like, oh, yeah, you know, lying to the American people. Worth joking about on, a, on, a, on an award show. And I'm just kind of like, well, as far as award shows go, they need a spectacle. They need something. So it, it makes sense to me. There's a million other things they could have done. I mean, Sean Spicer and Scaramucci are like a season away from being on Dancing with the Stars. Isn't Scaramucci going to be on a TV show or something? Probably. Probably. But but that's what this is. It's like you fake the funk while you're in the administration. And then once you get fired, it's a free-for-all. But I almost, I, I'm glad it is a free-for-all. And I'm glad Sean Spicer did that because... It makes it makes the whole thing seem uh, Less, made up. That's yeah. the problem. Because it is. <laughs> that's the problem. It's not made up. There's real stuff going on. But I'm it's saying sure, it, but they're playing. He pretend. was a part of it. They're playing. They're playing pretend. Like all this stuff. That all the issues in the world are you know being taken care of and you know they're they're promoting these conspiracy theories. It's an act. Yeah, but you don't and, just come out after the job. A job in the White House in this administration. You don't walk away and then go, kidding. Yeah, no, like it's you're us. doing a real job, man. Well, you this didn't guy in the past, was... but you do now because that's how much of a joke this administration is. And he knew that because that's why he stepped down. But this he is resigned. what everybody talks about, where they're like, "Don't let this kind of stuff become normal. Don't normalize this kind of stuff." That's the kind of stuff I don't like. 
They're rolling out Sean Spicer. I understand what you're saying. I just feel like I would rather him be making fun of the administration in this capacity than stick to his guns and still and still stand up for Trump. But see, I, I want him. But to... what good does that do? We don't need Sean Spicer sticking up or not doing anything. Just go away, dude. I go pick away. Pick his brain. Yeah. I want for to... what? He knows the dirt. He was the speaker. Everybody knows the dirt. Yeah, why we, we all know what's going on. Why, behind the scenes, why are we making a guy a celebrity cameo on the Emmys? And, and and I get it. I can hear people saying it. They're probably listening. Like, I want to eyewitness. Who cares at the Emmys, whatever. But I just thought it was gross. This guy man. will go away, and Scaramucci will go away. So These go people, away already. Yeah, but that's what people said about Hillary Clinton. She's still hanging by no, a thread. No, but this is different because <laughs> these people, all these like GOP types, right? They're constantly pissing and moaning about, like like I said, liberal elites and Hollywood liberals. Mm-hmm. And then they want to be right in there with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve Bannon, pissing and moaning about the mainstream media. Where does he do his first interview? 60 Minutes, for F's sake. Yep. CBS News. Yep. Because otherwise, you're a fat guy with a website. Well, I they think go to CBS. I think if you're one of those guys, you have to realize that if you want any press... You're going to have to lie in bed with the supposed enemy. You are. If you if you Just want go away. any name for yourself, you're going to have to play play to the people that uh, are star makers. I, I don't know why it's funny to put this buffoon out there and go, hey, check it out. I think he it's... just said what he said at Trump's inauguration, which was false. Get yeah. it? I just thought it was real weird and real. It, it's definitely weird, and uh, I agree with you that you shouldn't normalize it. But I understand why they would do it because they need people to watch the Emmys because otherwise no one cares. But there are, are you Somebody telling me that people wouldn't have watched the Emmys if no. they'd known Sean Spicer was going to no, be No, but on. They're, they're not going to talk about it the next day. There's we a thousand other things they're talking about the yeah, next day and that's other what than they, Sean Spicer. Everybody's got to write their blog. Poor and Dolly stuff Parton, like this poor woman. You know, they did a 9 to 5 reunion. So they had Jane Fonda, Lily. Everybody remember the movie 9 to 5? I uh-huh. loved this movie as a kid. They were the three women who end up taking their boss hostage or something. Huge movie in the 80s. Nine to five, right? Three secretaries. Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda, and Lily Tomlin, okay? Last two of those three, super liberal, and they're up there. Dolly Parton's in the middle. Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda are, like, ripping on Trump. Or at least making comments, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, in our movie, we play, we, we worked for a bigoted, misogynist, blah, whoever thought that could happen. Ha, 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 whatever. Dolly Parton's in the middle. She's not saying anything. I think she made, like, a vibrator joke or something. This poor, and you know she's not going to because she's Dolly Parton, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This woman is getting murdered by her fans because she dared to stand between Hanoi Jane and all that dumb, old crap. I'm like, well, she, guys, she didn't say anything. <laughs> like, but again, if you guilty love, by association, I but guess. if you're one of these Trumpster nitwits, you're hate watching the Emmys anyway. It's not right. like you were like, what? I don't. It's I don't know. It was real weird. I like that Shailene Woodley though. Super cute. Super super. And she's an activist. But she's a super super hippie. Like she makes her own toothpaste. And she was arrested at that. Just go Keys- buy some toothpaste. She the was pipeline. A Keystone Pipeline. Mm-hmm. She yeah. got arrested, and she was on a show like a week ago, talking about how uh, invasive they were. She was arrested. She was treated like a criminal. They had me strip naked and bend over. They want to check my b hole for drugs or whatever. And all I was thinking was like, oh man, 
to the person that got to check her oh, beehole. I wish I could have been the cop that checked her beehole. I hate to say it because it's gross, but that was all I could think about. Now I must leave you as the Brady Bunch is on, and I find four of those children incredibly arousing. <laughs> Get out of here. Be careful of what you say. Be careful in every way. Be careful of what you do. Big Brother is watching you. Be circumspect and discreet. Stay light on your mental feet. One slip and you know you're through. Big Brother is watching you. Conform with all directives. Remember obedience pays. And when you watch that TV screen, remember it works both ways. You'll disappear in a wink Unless you can double think You'll vanish into the blue Big Brother is watching you It's the Alan Cox Show on 100.7 WMMS And everywhere you go on our free iHeartRadio app